Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Brandon Reed and Ben Fowler. If you're a fan of the show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. I am joined by returning guest, Ben Fowler. Ben, how are you? Hey, what's up? And also Brandon Reed. Brandon, how are you, sir? Amazing. Well, actually, not that great. I have a back (laughs) spasm. (laughs) You have a a back spasm? Yeah, like uh, a couple days ago. I blame it on Ben. We were uh, drilling, and uh, what our, were you drilling? Oh, uh, what were we drilling? Was it just? I don't know. Tell me what you all were doing in jujitsu that week. Oh yeah, okay. So I blame Ben and I blame jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So we were doing back <laughs> escape, or no, we were doing back attacks with Chewy for throughout the week. So my back was getting pulled on a ton. And then I had started striking that week too. So someone told me that you had started striking. Yeah. I think it was Travis. I think Travis Hudson mentioned that too. Okay. That's awesome. Sorry, yeah. sorry no, to interrupt okay. you there. But then, yeah, I I don't know. I think it's because like one day I went hard. I did like three workouts in that day, like two jujitsu and then one with uh, boxing with Ben. And then the next day, I woke up in the morning to do sprints with Donald, and then my back just spazzed out. And now it's been three days. It's a, it's a lot better than it was yesterday. Yesterday I was just like folded, but today I'm like I can I feel oh decent. But uh, yeah, I blame I blame striking because <laughs> I have not, I'm so inefficient. Kickbox. When you say striking, you mean kickboxing? Well, I guess I did a little kickboxing, but mostly boxing. So I should say boxing. Okay. Yeah, boxing. As far as really fucking your body up, sometimes I feel like bo- just boxing is the um, least like hard difficult on my body. Does that make sense? Yep. Grappling 
Even kickboxing. Yeah, I, I kick somebody with my shin. Yeah, you might get a little fucked up but uh, with the boxing, but you're not going to really fuck your legs up as much or just bang your body up. I'm sore as shit when I grapple a lot. Yeah, yeah. I guess for me it's because, again, I don't know exactly what happened, but for me I feel a lot more efficient when I grapple than when... That makes sense. You know, because yeah, yeah. I've been doing it forever. You so. don't put yourself in many difficult situations when it comes to wrestling. Maybe against yeah. some people. Yeah, but, but, but like for the very, majority of your roles, your your wrestling is doing okay, and it's kind of muscle memory for you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like even with the jujitsu now, it's like you said earlier. Like I I train so damn much that it's like it's I'm good at keeping a pretty chill pace to where I don't get hurt. Obviously, there's freak accidents, but for the most part, uh, I think I'm I'm pretty chill in grappling. But I still blame Chewy, of course, too, because. <laughs> he just we were doing i don't even know the back take but basically we were doing a back take where you had you were forced to switch the guy over to the other side and yeah. literally every time they would do that it would just hyper extend my back mm. and they just kept doing that for like a week so i think it was that that really like fucked my back up but um yeah fuck jujitsu i guess <laughs> you you two are roommates we are how, how long have you guys been been roommates almost a year Almost very cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So I moved back from uh, Lindsey Wilson where I was helping coach and I had a full-time job. I was like a, so like assistant head of security at Lindsey Wilson. Um, and I was working on my master's. And then uh, well, I guess it was August of last year, I came back for a chujitsu camp because he does his like yearly camp at the gym. And uh, as I was driving into Louisville, I was just like, man, I really miss Louisville. I hadn't been in Louisville for like eight months at the time. And I was like, when I started to head back home, like to Columbia, Kentucky, where the school was, I was like, wow, this really sucks. And so then I was talking to <laughs> appreciate Appreciate the transparency. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Like everyone knows. So it, it was, uh, but me and Ben had been talking about like me coming back to Louisville anyways. And, uh, he had a room open for rent, and I was like, great. And then, I mean, probably a couple of weeks later, I moved back to Louisville in October. And what type of work have you been doing since you've been back in Louisville? Purely just, like, I sell instructionals. That's basically my full-time, that is my full-time job. I sell instructionals, I write emails, and I will teach privates occasionally, and then I do seminars. But other than that, I don't do anything else. My full time, I just train all full time. That's cool as shit. You both are full time um, combat yeah. sports professionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a sense. It, I mean, not, I mean, not just yeah, not a good, just not a good professional. <laughs> I'm still horrible. <laughs> but I would imagine if you guys were to take certain surveys compared to people your age who are working in some shitty nine to five job. You guys are relatively happy with your life. Hell yeah. I I love it. It's, uh, I mean, I wouldn't choose to do anything else, honestly. And the the security job was like, a, it was a pure nine to five. And I made a lot more money, but I was just like, man, this sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. I work some jobs like that in banks. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what the fuck am I, what? <laughs> I used to have so much fun back when I was younger. Shit was fun. This isn't as fun. Yeah, it's like a rat race, right? It's like you go to work. You're, you clock in, you clock out, you're, you're kind of, I feel like you just work for a promotion and you're like, hopefully that promotion comes and then you get your promotion and then you have to wait for another fucking promotion and that one comes and then before you know it, you've been working in the same place for 20 years and you're depressed, but hey, you got all the promotion, so. And then we say, I wonder what's going on with why, why is everybody so depressed? Yeah, exactly. I don't get it. Where's all this depression come from? 
We put everybody in a box and tell them to work. Like that's, <coughs> that's society. Get a job, get married, work in a box, die. Hopefully you have some retirement money for whoever you left behind. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to be broke forever. And but, but be but be fulfilled. But yes, but be fulfilled. What, what what's more, <laughs> yeah? What, seriously, what's more important? And if you live within your means, yeah, you're not a- accumulating a fuckload of debt on the side. I've, or, z- I've zero debt. Wow, completely. that's awesome. Yes. I, I wasn't trying to. That's awesome. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. No. no yeah. That, that that that's yeah. a, a big deal. Yeah, especially because I came out like again. I'm so grateful for wrestling, but it was just like. Uh, this at least another story. So I graduated college and I had zero debt just because I, I guess I was okay at wrestling. So they 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 paid for it. But then you were okay. Yeah, but then I was about to buy a new car after I moved to Ben's place. So I was about Crazy. to I was about to take like, like a loan or whatever to buy a new car. And then one night, me and Ben are just asleep and we just hear, and then I guess the cops come to the door. And then we fucking come outside, and my car has just been turned into a, a coke, like a smashed coke can, because some lady, in like a a big like I don't know like six passenger van or some <laughs> shit like that, dropped her phone and then swerved, hit our mailbox and hit my car, uh, and then uh, her insurance basically paid for my new car and my mailbox and yeah oh yeah but the cop that came that night. He's like a what is he a blue belt? Yeah, he's he a trains blue belt. with us at our gym too. And I was yeah. like, what? The, what is this? Yeah, it was crazy. Is this a dream? That's I was cool. sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> that's trippy. What the hell? It was shitty at the time, but uh, it was good because it was like the exact amount of money that I needed to get the car that I wanted. Wow. So, and then the car that I had, the car that got wrecked, I uh, I bought it in college. I was just teaching private lessons and then doing that security job, but as a like a assistant. And it was like fourteen hundred dollar car, and then I got like three times the amount of that back. So it was like I got paid. She basically paid me three x for a car that was honestly just a shitty turd car. But hey, it I paid should, off. I should set some shit up like that. Where conveniently, that yeah. happens, <laughs> that happens to my car. Yeah, <laughs> leave it out in front of our house. <laughs> I should announce it on a podcast prior. My intentions. Yeah. yeah, probably probably <laughs> won't try that. Some people do shit like that. Burn, they'll burn a little house down and like collect the insurance claims. The Murdaugh people, they were doing shit like that. Murdaugh, who are those? Uh, the Murdaugh family, I think it was on Netflix. Real ginger guy ended up killing his son and his wife. Oh fuck! All sorts of crazy stuff. You guys haven't seen this on Netflix? No, no. It, it's interesting. Um, just watched a lot of YouTube. Lots of YouTube. You guys, you watched lots of YouTube instructionals. Constant. Okay. Yeah. When you say you get paid for instructionals, is that the verbiage you use? Yeah, yeah. Uh, could you elaborate? What's that mean? Yeah, so I'm an online wrestling coach. Like, if my back wouldn't have spazzed out, I would have filmed an instructional. So I'm sure you've heard of BJJ Fanatics, right? Mm-hmm. So I, everyone goes to BJJ Fanatics, but I have my own thing. So uh, Chewy, obviously, is my mentor as far as, like, the with lots of this stuff goes. And uh, I use this thing called, this website called Kajabi, where you pay, like, two to $300 a month to host instructionals, to have an email list, et cetera, et cetera. So what I do is I create instructionals, build email list up, and uh, I I record, edit, and, and sell wrestling technique, essentially. That's all I do. So it's like if you see on my Instagram every day, I'm like, click here to get this instructional, and it'd be like, that, but, that's but what it is. I get pretty good content from your Instagram. I know, yeah, and that's the free stuff, right? So it's like uh, my Instagram is a, it's a – 
it's my lead magnet, right? It's like I use the free stuff in order to develop relationships. And then those relationships usually lead people to becoming an email list subscriber, which is also free. And then eventually those emails tend to lend to people purchasing or creating leads like that's so it's or someone could book you for a seminar off of that. or someone could book me for a seminar i actually just had a couple people book me uh in ohio and then north carolina but i'm trying to book some more seminars this year um specifically for jujitsu uh because like i've done a crap ton of wrestling camps it's funny so in wrestling you don't call them seminars you call them camps but i've done a crap ton of wrestling camps but I'm trying to move away from working specifically with wrestlers and move and kind of move more into like this new market, which is working with jujitsu athletes just because I, I train jujitsu full time. And I like personally, like all my instructions are basically for jujitsu, like wrestling for jujitsu and, uh, and hundreds of people have bought my shit. So I'm like, clearly there's like a market there for me, but now I just need to build more relationships and hopefully, a couple of years from now, I'll be doing them everywhere, not just in our in the Midwest, I guess. Not that there's someone out there who does exactly what you do, but is there anyone else that, I mean, are there any other heavyweights, for example, that are like, is there someone else in that type of space? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them. Like, on Instagram, there's a, I have a couple of friends who literally do exactly the same thing as me. Like, one of the guys' names Gino Morelli, and he uh, wrestled for Penn State, so really good division one guy and uh he does the same thing except he is instead of having his own kajabi he he uses this other program called uh, athletes ocean which is like uh, a bunch of wrestlers are on it right now because it was created and founded by like a three-time ncaa champ uh, jason Dolph. they asked me to be on that but i was like nah i'm good i'm gonna do my own thing because uh they want to take like 40% of your like, like the Lamar Jackson approach. Yeah, exactly. It's like, dude. So it's like, I, I got good. This is what I'll say. Like, I'm lucky to have Chewy because uh, as my business uh, mentor and clearly like one of my best friends too. And it's like, I could have went on there, BJJ fanatics or wrestling fanatics and got money easy, like quick and had someone upload everything. But instead I learned how to do everything myself and now the profit is all mine besides taxes, right? And fuck taxes. But yeah. But it's like, it's crazy to me because the people who do like similar things to me on Instagram, they tend to, in my opinion, sell their soul to these. Mm, uh, you know, so you're staying independent. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll never be on BJJ Fanatics or anything. Like, I don't need to do that. It's like, uh, because when I produce a lead, I make three times as much as a guy who's on those websites because they have to pay somebody else, you know? So there's pros and cons, but in my opinion, it's it's great because with mine, the way I do stuff, I get to collect all my emails. I get to keep my customers in my circle. So it's like a uh, uh, thing that I, uh, Chewy told me about. It's like if you're on BJJ Fanatics, they BJJ Fanatics collects all the emails of people who buy your stuff, but they don't give you that email list, mm. So which an email list is way more powerful than you're selling one product, right? So wow. BJJ Fanatics tries to, they basically scam their uh in my opinion, they scam the people who actually are on their platform because they're like, yeah, we'll let them buy your $47 DVD that you're only going to get $17 of and we're not going to give you a way to follow up with them. And you're like, well, if I can't follow up with them, how am I supposed to make more money? Because so, it's about longevity. It's not about one-time purchases because yeah. business isn't built on a one-time purchase. Sure. It's built off of like, yeah, reoccurring. And it's like, that's the bad thing, in my opinion, about doing that 
doing that's one of the the bad things about being on the bigger uh technique platforms is that if you don't know what you're doing it looks really nice but if you understand what you're doing or at least you're around someone who understands what they're doing like for me that was chewy you understand that there's so much money lost and at first it might seem nice because you don't have to work hard you don't have to edit you don't have to create your own website Mm. but in the long run it's like well what if in the long run you get no contacts you get no follow-up and then you also have to trust that whatever website you're hosting your stuff on is going to stay up too and not just crash and burn one day, which is also a very real thing. You know, yeah. what if what if people heard Bernardo Freria, whatever his name, where they're like, man, this guy's a pedophile. Well, now no one's going to buy from BJJ Fanatics, right? Because that's the guy who created BJJ Fanatics. So it's like you oh. don't want to you don't want to like have to put your faith in. Something Being that's a, associated with a, a brand that's entirely really out of your control. Completely out of your control. Okay, that makes sense. So it's out of your control, and they scam you like financially, and they don't give you an email list, which, in my opinion, that's the that's the golden pot is your emails. I guess this would be a better question for Chewy, but I wonder if he's ever done anything like that and then like reversed it. Or did he? Chewy's been relatively independent the entirety of his career. Yeah, he's not on BJJ Fanatics. Never was. No, he's friends with Bernardo, but he's he's not on uh, BJJ Fanatics, or he never was either. He he did the same thing. Got on Kajabi. I think he uses another host site too, and uh, he, he does literally the same thing as me. Films his instructionals. Uh, I think he pays somebody else to edit them and stuff for him, but. Uh, Basically does most of the work and then, yeah, sells them, collects the emails. Pretty, uh, not entirely different from what you do. It's basically exactly the same thing. Like Chewy, Chewy. so I run Chewy's Instagram. So I'm I'm the guy who edits his videos and I, can, I run his Instagram. I've been doing it for like close to a year now. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and so like the deal with that was is uh, basically I wanted to learn how to market myself in like – kind of have like my own independent business so at first i had nothing then i started working with chewy um and in exchange for me doing the stuff on instagram for him he decided like he was going to teach me like not just jujitsu obviously he's going to teach me to do jujitsu but like he's going to teach me like the business marketing side of uh, stuff like instagram and youtube um and then emails and uh like i said emails are golden pot right so it's like the i i was making like zero dollars with wrestling two years ago and I was still doing the same thing. I was posting every day. I was doing all that stuff, but I wasn't following up. Like I wasn't like capturing, you know, my audience. It was like, I was showing people stuff and they were liking it and they're sharing, but they never had anywhere to go. And Chewy is the one who taught me how to take those people that I guess I get excited or, or that I interest and, and bring them to where I can contact them continuously. And then that's how you, that's what led to me being able to afford even coming back to Louisville really was him guiding me and honestly like I said teaching me that like I can have my own products I can do my own thing and then uh, I can like live my own life without having to work for somebody and yeah it, it was really valuable stuff honestly it's a lot more valuable than I than even being good at jujitsu I think lots of really good jujitsu practitioners can't sell shit so yeah sorry that was a rant all good yeah very, very, very <laughs> valuable the, stuff yeah but now we gotta get Ben a instructional. We gotta get him. We've been wa- I've been working. I got a couple. We shot one, but uh, Donald decided not to wear a shirt, and I don't know why. <laughs> what? So yeah, reshooting that one. What? Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. You're, just, you're working on it. Yeah. What? What about? How's training been for you? 
Good. I, I do train, um, let me think. I probably train one, two, three, four, on average, five or six days a week. A lot of times, seven. Dang. Yeah. Okay. But, but you know, there's all, there's levels to it. So yeah. I'm saying he's over here. He's silent killer. Uh, that's Ready crazy. Beat somebody up. It's fun. It's like super like. How old are you? 30. I'll be 40 in August. Oh, you're young, dude. You yeah. Sign up for a B2 fight. No, yep, yep. this is what the point of this podcast <laughs> is. We're here to announce the Brandon Bishop, Kelly Patrick MMA fight, right? He's pro, so you're saying See, I should I go. Pro, yep, I should go pro. Ready. You should go pro. I don't think they would literally let me go pro. Well, it's, uh, why not? <laughs> There's been multiple cases of the commission saying to uh, Terry Coulter, Adrian Jenkins, uh, Brandon Campbell, they, these were good amateur fighters who were not permitted the uh, 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 ability to go pro. I've never even fought an amateur. They're not going to let me go pro. So you got to get a couple amateur fights under your belt. No. I know some NCAA wrestlers who would love a chance at you. You can say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you can help them start their careers. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know about all that. It is fun to train, though. I, it is super enjoyable to train. Tonight I'll do a little bit of MMA sparring okay. at 5 p.m. At, um, BJ will have us do first round is always um, for three rounds of just boxing to start out, then three rounds of just kickboxing, mm. then three rounds of kickboxing with takedowns, and then uh, we do three more rounds. He switches that up. It's like MMA positional type stuff. I don't okay. know. It's fun. How well, did you start with jujitsu, or did you wrestle or anything before? No, I started with jujitsu. Yep, Man. at age thirty-two. Okay. Yep. Why? Because uh, I signed. I, I went to a local MMA event. You guys are interviewing me. Oh I like yeah, it. I like it. Um, I went to an MMA event in two thousand thirteen, and I met Gina Elliott. And some other local MMA people. Okay. So I was like, for whatever age I was in 2013, born in 83, so 30. No, yeah. not 30. Younger than that. Um, 30. 30. And I went to these MMA events. And I, I started going as a fan. I grew up playing basketball. That's all I ever did. And, um, but then I got familiar with it and signed my son up for jujitsu in 2014. Okay. So I walked into a gym through that. So Gracie Jiu-Jitsu of Kentucky, 2014. March of 2014, my son Johnny started doing Jiu-Jitsu. He was only four. And um, I hung around two years in, so 2016, before I got on the mat. So I, let, oh, I, I checked to see if my son would get hurt, gave him a solid two years. And I was like, using him as my test dummy. I was like, <laughs> send him in there. And okay. then I, I tried it out. No, consciously, I didn't plan on signing up even then. My mom, credit to my mom, she signed me up for jujitsu uh, without me knowing. I just went through a divorce. And I was kind of pissed because it was expensive, you know? It is expensive. It's not free. Yeah, and I had a bunch of debt and shit right through my divorce. I was pissed at my mom when she signed yeah. me up. I didn't even know that it, I had no idea it would be this fun. Yeah, of course. Unless you know, unless you try it, you're not, you know. It's fun until you get hurt. And then I'm just, mm. we were just talking about this. It's like, it's super fun and you're training a lot, but then you, there's always like little injuries. Yeah. Like, even, like, the back spasm isn't even the worst injury I've ever had. There's just little shit where you're just like, why the fuck am I training? My shin right now is super fucked up right here. Did you get kicked? I kicked Ahmad in the shin. No, in his knee. I kicked him right in his knee. <laughs> fucked his knee up a little bit, too. But th you can't tell, but this is way more fucked up than my shin's ever been in my life. Yeah, a little swollen. I ordered some real expensive, thick shin guards. I use real skinny shin guards. Mm. That's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> kicking hurts. I get, Amelia was teaching me how to kick on the bag the other day. Hell yeah! And I hated it. It was terrifying because I was like, I feel like my ankle is going to explode. Have you done any striking? 
before? Not before last week. So I, I did. In I, your life, you hadn't? No, never. Well, yeah, it's because yeah. I started with wrestling and then. Yeah. Yeah, I just. In high school, I did wrestling and rugby. And then obviously college, just wrestling. And then obviously just jujitsu. So it's never really made sense for me to do striking while I was wrestling. Cause it no, didn't, it, I, it doesn't contribute to you no, winning in not, the thing you're trying to win. Yeah, exactly. But now I like it. Just uh, I started doing it because I wanted to get uncomfortable and wanted someone to punch me in my face because I was like, man, I'm kind of a bitch. I was like, imagine if me and Ben got an argument in the house and he started punching me in the face. I'd be like, well, fuck. And then you put me through a wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, unless he knocks you right out, which yeah. could happen. Exactly. Would you be immediately swinging for, uh, just right off the bat? I'd be running. Derek Overstreet yeah. level bomb. I'd be yeah. running. I've done sprints with him. I'm taking off. Yeah, okay. I'm slow, I'm down bro. the street. Yeah. Really? Ben, ben smokes you in races? Fast. I mean, probably long time. You know, yeah, okay, okay. Inside ten yards, you probably got me, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> but but it, it it truly was like just like a thought for me that was like I I wanted to do it for a while, but then uh I was starting to get a little bit bored of just purely training jujitsu, and I was like, man, I need to gain a little bit of an edge because I I'm, jujitsu is still my full time thing. Like I'm preparing for ADCC trials and stuff in October, but I was like, man, I I need a little bit of like a. Because, you know, it, it becomes like the rat race, right? Where, like, you're just doing the same thing over and over again. And that's me training jiu-jitsu all the time. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, like, I could probably do something. I could probably start being a little more uncomfortable, which is why I started doing the sprints and stuff. And then MMA. And it was like, uh, we just played. Me and Mike Roberts just basically play sparred the other day. And he just fucked me up. <laughs> and it was just like getting hit in the face. It wasn't that it hurt. Obviously, Mike was being nice. But it was just like, whoa, I just got hit in the face. Yeah, yeah. You, you can sense it if, especially if they're just like gotcha, and they're like well, barely what, barely touch you, and you're like, oh fuck. That, well, that's how <laughs> it felt. He could have just laid me out. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I was like, I kind of, I really liked it, which is why I just kept doing it. Yeah, I was just like, whoa, and you I'm see, gonna keep doing. See, it. new people start because I've been doing it now for like boxing for like um, uh, five years, I think, close to five. Um, so I'm all right compared to a brand new person. Yeah. So I can see if I'm sparring with someone off center, just a little pop in the head. And sometimes if they're not a bitch, yeah, they're like, they just start smiling. They're like, yeah, yeah he got, got me. me. Like it's legitimate. And yeah. then they move oh, on. Man. But it's like a little brief moment of like, you fucking got me. Yeah. Not that they're pissed or they got too fucked up. But. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how I was feeling was Mike was fucking me up. Yeah. Like it was hilarious. I was like, fuck, like, I don't know what to do. We were doing like it as an MMA round. So like, I was happy enough that like I could still take him down because he's a lot smaller than me. So I was like, all right, take him down, choke his face. But it's like in the moments between that happening, like me taking him down and submitting him, it was him just beating the fuck out of me. Being nice though, it was like he was like playing patty cake with my face. Like it was like do do do, and I was, it was uncomfortable. But again, uh, I guess it's uh, the the guy that I basically grew up with, uh, Tom McKenna. He was like, you'll never, I was like, you'll really, you'll never know how much of a man you are until like someone punches you in the face. Oh, and I was like, man, when did he say that? Fuck, when I was in high school, dude. Okay. Like it was just being. Had a, you ever been hit in the face? No, he was prior to boxing. No, no, he no, not really. No one has ever hit you in the face. I mean, obviously, me and my brother and stuff fought when we were kids, and I, but I can't like remember how it felt necessarily. Okay, and it wasn't like it was someone who was like trained punching me in the face. Yeah, you know, haymakers. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, and I didn't ever get in fights or anything in high school. Like I was, I was on my shit. Um, no one ma magically, no one fucked with you. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, when yeah. I was in high school, I was not trying to fight nobody. I was like, I'm trying to earn a scholarship and go to college. I want to be straight edge. And so, uh, yeah, that was that. It's like, 
I just wanted to wrestle. So yeah, basically, no one's ever really hit me in the face that was memorable until that damn Mike Roberts. Until Mike Roberts, and you know, me and Ben when we were drilling, he was teaching me how to slip stuff. That's and, and I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Ben! Like it was like I slipped the wrong way, and it's like I could have died because you can tell you hit so hard or they hit fast, and you're like, fuck. And then just thinking about uh. Talking about like Emilio, <laughs> Emilio was like, "When are you gonna come spar, Brandon?" And I was like, "Never, <laughs> I'm never gonna spar with you, 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 yeah, you berserker." But uh, you never know. Sometimes the the people who are the best are, are the um, very capable of doing um, appropriate sparring, right? No comment. <laughs> what you, oh, you mean specifically about him? Maybe. Okay, okay. No, some can though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. who you want to spar with. Like, Who's I, that, Emilio? Like, no, no, but advanced people okay, that are yeah. going to be like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, the oh, ones that are going to touch you in the face. And yeah, not, they're going to touch you in the face. You. And, and then maybe they're going to work on their defense for a while, and they're not even going to swing on you. And You know what I mean? There's that, that's a I'll lot s- of different things they can do. I'll start off slow sparring with Ben and, and Mike, and then as I get more confident, I'll, I'll, I'll do it with more people. So just don't trust people, especially it's like just like jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah, exactly. It's just like because my full time thing is jujitsu. Like I'm not doing MMA as like a like this is like I I think I probably will fight for sure. But like right, ooh fuck yeah fuck but, yeah. But, but, but I'm right here now, for that. I'm yeah. here for that. Yeah. But but for now it's like I just want to take my baby steps. Just like when I was wrestling, we yeah. didn't have us wrestling the state champs in the room day one, right? It was like. You're gonna learn hill Tony. You're gonna learn how to sprawl. You're gonna start working with like a yoga ball and learn how to shoot through the and stuff like that. That's what I'm. That's like the approach I'm taking is like baby steps, baby steps. Build good fundamental habits and then eventually. But uh, right that, now that my, takes some time. It that, does. That's just necessary, right? It does. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks like, oh, you wrestled. You should just go fight right now. And I'm like, I'd probably beat up some turds. Oh yeah. But then I was like, I just know. You're gonna meet that one guy who's not a turd, sure. and because you didn't practice striking, you're gonna minimize your chances of maybe having fucked that guy up. Exactly, had you done it the right way. Exactly, and a lot, you know, like uh, lots of people do, definitely rush into MMA super, super fast. And you're like, why? You know, I don't know. How old are you? Twenty four. Okay, so still young. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, I think sometimes age is a factor at some point, where right. it's like I'm thirty three. If I'm doing this shit, I'm going now. I got to go. Right. Right. That, that Whereas you maybe you know, I'm not thinking about fighting, so I'm not talking about me, but I'm saying for, for someone who at that age, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, they, especially if a heavy, as a heavyweight, you can go older. So I think your cap, oh, yeah. about 40. You got about 42. 20 years of fighting. So then you do, you know, four. If you want, years, if you were to start now. Years an amateur. You, yeah, yeah. That's still 14 years of pro or whatever. Yeah. Which if I was to fight, it would probably be like a year and a half plus from now. Yeah, for sure. Just like I said, ADCC is like my, that's my goal, at least to try a couple more times. Like do trials like for a couple more years and see how I do. And if I start to do really good, I'll just keep up with that. But if not, then I'll just switch to MMA full time, I'm sure. Who knows? So jujitsu is like this sometimes, uh, it's like the, the depth of skill is so deep sometimes. You're just like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Because I can go with, like, anyone in our gym. I feel great. Like, okay, I'm good. But then you go to, like, the best of the best gyms. Like, I've been to New Wave and B-Team, and you're like, damn, I'm not that good. I'm good. I can hang with, like, the lesser guys to medium guys in the really good gyms. Even some of the better guys. 
But then you go with the real good guys, like the the top guys, <laughs> and you're just like, wow, I really don't know anything. Like, yeah, I, I really fucking suck. And uh, I think going with Gordon Ryan made me realize that the most. Well, I was just like, wow, this is horrible. It was very controlled, but it was, uh, yeah. How much does he weigh? He was probably 230. How much are you? 250. Okay. But it didn't feel that way. Like, it, he was taller than me, too. Um, He's just so, like, isometrically strong, right? Like, there was no explosion in his, like, jujitsu. It was just very, like. I've heard people say he's not that great or, like, an athlete. No, he's not. He's not going to jump six inches off the ground. That's what I, I guess they mean. Yeah. Obviously, you know, he is a great athlete. He's a great athlete. <laughs> he's just not, like, traditionally athletic. Yeah, okay. There you we know? go. Okay. But I, I felt like he was just incredibly strong. And then, obviously, incredibly good at jujitsu. It was just, yeah. Was, going against him was just, like, how do you even beat him? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's other people that I'll roll with eventually in my life that will be the same way. Craig Jones was the same, too. When I went and rolled with Craig, I was like, what the fuck? These guys are, like, a lot stronger. Like, they're obviously amazing at jiu-jitsu, but they're a lot stronger than what they even look like. Um, or maybe that's my perception. Like, I was like, oh, Gordon's not going to be that strong. He's 230. He's, that's not even you did. You went into it thinking he wasn't going to be as strong as he was? I didn't expect him. To, I knew Clearly, I knew he was going to whoop my ass. But I didn't expect him to have the genuine, like, just pure strength that he has. Who's number two in the world, do you think, as far as if you were to roll with? Gordon Ryan's number one. If you had to guess, who do you think is number two, the most difficult guy to roll with? Or do we even know? Hmm. We don't have really have any idea. The number two guy in the world? Yeah. I would probably say. Nicky Rod. I would okay. say probably Nicky Rod, for okay. sure. I mean, Nicky Rod's. I feel like a lot more beatable than Gordon, but if like you're you're talking like near the same weight, it would probably be Craig Jones or Nicky Rod. How big is Marigali? Oh yeah, Marigali's big too. He's like two thirty. He does Guillano. He's so awesome. He's awesome. Badass. Yeah, man. Gosh, that, yeah, that's hard to say. You add Marigali in there, it's like I don't know how Marigali does against Nicky Rod. Like they were supposed to have a match. I mean, I probably give the edge to Marigali, but I could be crazy. Just off like his pure his guard is crazy, like his his guard is insane. Um, man, but Gordon's just so much better than everyone else. Oh, no, I don't get it. It's crazy. It's just so much better than everyone. You're like fuck. Like, did you see the UFC Fight Pass match with Nicky Rod? Gordon? I, nope. When he got his foot fucked up. Yeah. Oh, I I think I saw a clip of that. So, but like, if you watch the full, like, if you if you're on the outside and you see like just that one moment, you're like, wow, Nicky Rod, this was a competitive match for Nicky Rod like he was competitive but you watch the whole match and you're like it was not competitive it went into overtime because it was an EBI thing and like no shade to Nicky Rod or whatever but he was kind of being very passive like doing his best this like anytime Gordon would get a grip he would you know clear it run away and then re-engage and then it was basically Gordon chasing Nicky and then they got into that little scramble where they got into 50-50 and Gordon left his ankle out and then Nicky Rod did the toe hold and popped it, but then other than that, it was just like it wasn't like a fun match to watch. It was a very boring like. I feel like if Nicky Rod opens up in that match, I think Gordon submits him. But also, I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know. At ADCC, he submitted him pretty fast because he was forced to engage. But what do I know? Both of those guys will whoop my ass. So, uh, Brandon, what would you say till this day is the number one? Biggest accomplishment you have had in your life when it comes to grappling? Hmm. Uh, that's super difficult. <laughs> um, yeah, that's super difficult. Super specific, I know. 
Mm. What, 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 all right, what, when it comes to jujitsu, what's your number one accomplishment thus far? Mm. Probably don't even like to try to. Man, you probably don't want to say that because you want to accomplish. Yeah, it's weird because everything I've done in jujitsu has been so insignificant compared to what my goal is. Like, I could say, like, worlds, like, placing at Purple Belt Worlds, like, because that's pretty cool. Like, winning Blue Belt Worlds is cool, but it's, like, honestly not even that cool because I was a college wrestler and most Blue Belts just suck. So it's like Blue Belt Worlds is kind of a joke, um, although I did lose in the absolute final. But I think Purple Belt, I got DQ'd in the final. I think I would have beat that guy, and he was actually a pretty good Brazilian kid um, who would win. Who, that guy, that kid won Worlds before at Purple Belt and in the Gi. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess Purple Belt Worlds, but it's like it's hard to even look at it as an accomplishment because, I, like I said, I trained with freaking – like Gordon and Big Dan, like well, a couple weeks after that, and I just felt like I was the worst. Yeah, I just feel like I haven't accomplished anything. Like I, I just feel like I'm like below mediocre right now, as far as like accomplishments and like what I want to do, like and uh, accomplishments relative to the people I want to beat. Because I mean, I don't want to beat some random dudes at like uh, Purple Belt Worlds. I want to, I mean, I, I want to beat the guys at ADCC trials and like the the better guys. Um, which I have not done yet. I got my ass completely beat by Kyle Bame, um, and that's probably and my ass beat by Michael Pixley. So it's like I guess I got to beat guys like that before I've accomplished anything. I've accomplished being a viral video on Flow for getting guillotined in ten minutes, ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, who did that to you, Michael Pixley? It was two years ago at Blue Belt Worlds in the the absolute final, and uh, he was a really good wrestler, a D two national champ and an NAI national champ. Um, but I, I felt like I'm a significantly better wrestler, but he caught me. It was like my sixth week of jujitsu, and I went to Blue Belt Worlds, and uh, he snapped me down. And I like, uh, so in wrestling, when people snap you down, you're supposed to grab their elbow and start to build up. In jujitsu, that's not as good of a thing to do I, so, because I wasn't protecting my neck. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was just holding his elbow and trying to build up, and he just did a high elbow guillotine on me, and I was like, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I'm over here trying to pull out with his elbow. Because, like, in wrestling, that would be the right thing. But in jiu-jitsu, it's like it was literally doing nothing. And, uh, yeah, so that was that was pretty embarrassing. And uh, But we were just talking that on the way. It's like ever since that day two years ago, like, guillotine defense is what's has basically been – guillotine and hill hook defense are, like, my number one. Like, I think they're, they're probably my two – Biggest spots where I feel like I'm super hard to be submitted now is in guillotines or hill hooks. I have, um, I'm a purple belt. I train with other people. I've seen college wrestlers come in. And then like at the beginning, one guy in particular, right when he came in after four years of wrestling in college, I was able to guillotine him. Yeah. And it was kind of like a, he was not bad either. I was, yeah. he, he had trained jujitsu a little before. And, yeah. Um, but then he figured it out. Yeah, you just got okay, it out. and I haven't now guillotined him in about three years, and he just fucks me up every other every other position. Yeah, it, <laughs> it makes sense because it's like uh, that's like the one thing about like if you're a college wrestler and go into jujitsu, it's like there's like so many negatives and positives as far as the way people are going to view you because they're like, wow, you're going to be a, you you have like lots of potential to be really great because you're a good wrestler, but then they're like, you're a fucking wrestler, you don't know how to learn jujitsu, and you're like, well, you're like motherfucker, like let's roll, let's see, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're willing to stick with it, because that happens to high school wrestlers too. Yeah. Uh, as long as you stick with it and figure it out. Yeah, then you become a jujitsu practitioner. Like, yeah. My 
my ability to submit people is a lot better off my back than it is from me on top. Interesting. Way better. It's just because I like leg locks a lot, right? And I also like triangles and I like guillotines. I like the, like a whole series of things that come from either like closed guard, K guard, or like. Are you forcing yourself to do that? I've been Probably. forced. Yeah, 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 I started for like from day one. I for you, okay myself. for you to be maximally good right now in a match. If you had to compete right now. Yeah, if my back wasn't spazzing out. Or if your back wasn't spazzing out. <laughs> yeah. Would you be better off, for all offensive purposes, if you were on top or on the bottom? If you're going balls to the wall hard as you can. I mean, probably still on top, okay. of course. But you like to, you like to fuck with someone, the triangles and the arm bars and everything off your back, too, because you're trying yeah. to progress. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I train so much, it's boring to just okay. body lock pass or knee cut or Torian. It's, it's so boring to just do the top thing. And it's like... At our gym, we have lots of people who can sweep me, right? So it's like, and even if they don't sweep me, it's like, I should always be thinking, like, I'm practicing. I need to be, I need to practice in bad positions, not always good positions. Like, if I go against Gordon Ryan in a couple of years when I'm not as horrible, maybe it's like, maybe my chances of beating him are best on top. But it's like, well, what if he does sweep me, right? So it's like. I can see that. My mind, yeah, exactly, right? It's like my mind is not like I just want to be on top and smash people in practice because practice matches don't matter. Mm -hmm. It's I have to put myself in uncomfortable positions consistently so that like if I do get mounted, if I do get put in a head and arm choke or a hill hook or someone does take my back, like I'm playing there a lot more than I'm playing in like in like a winning position. Like if you see it, if you come to one of the practices at Derby City, like I literally will go with our blue belts, purple belts, brown belts, and black belts and let them put me in submissions so I can practice getting out of them or let them sweep me or let them put me in out or they do sweep me or they do put me in a submission. And it's like that's a lot. And it just makes practice fun. Like you, yeah. you, you learn how to get good in bad positions, whereas like if I just stayed up all the time and just forced myself on top, for one, I'm much bigger than most people too. So okay. it's like not super hard to stay on top if I really try I'm also younger than lots of the guys who are really good. So it's like And you're not a bad athlete. I'm not a bad athlete, exactly. <laughs> so it's like but it but the thing is it's like if I relied on staying on top all the time and, and utilizing my athleticism all the time, well what if I run into yeah. Nikki Rod? I get what it, if yeah. I run into another good athletic guy who's better than me? Mm-hmm. And you hadn't and you had neglected your exactly. other shit the now whole time. Getting, now you're just getting fucked up. Yeah. Or you you're you, you might don't even like, have a real legit plan B. Yeah, exactly. So Back to the original question, yes, if I'm in a match, I'm going to try to get on top and stay on top. But if I am forced into a situation where I'm not on top anymore, I'm not, like, uncomfortable. Like, in, in, like, in in training, I'm sure. Yeah. You maybe even go to your back All while the time. working on it. Yeah, my friend All Brody is a good wrestler. Okay. He's, like, on the St. X coaching staff. He's a good wrestler and a purple belt. But I when I roll with him, he is like that. Yeah. I'm like, he insists on use, being on his back yeah. <laughs> and fucking me up with like triangles and arm bars from guard yeah. and shit like that. And I'm like, I think he's forced, he's fucking me up and he, he's fucking yeah. um, forcing himself to be there. Whereas he maybe would yeah. feel more comfortable being on top. Yeah, of course. It's admirable. Like, yeah. It's not because natural instinct is just to stay on top, especially if you fought or wrestled. So I feel like it's, it's just important to, to, to play a lot. And I'm sure like, it's him just like me and just any other wrestler it's like there's a stigma when you come into jiu-jitsu and you're like you want to you don't want to be that wrestler you know what i mean so it's like the guys who actually want to get good at jiu-jitsu 
and, and who had formerly wrestled don't want to be that wrestler. And I, it's hard to describe what that wrestler means, ben, but ben, everybody knows who, who what you're talking about. Ben, what's the reputation for even just a good high school wrestler who walks into a, a, a jiu-jitsu gym? What is the reputation for that type of a guy? Uh, yeah, they're probably just – they. Uh, they're cocky and overconfident, yeah. and then that goes away real quick, and then they quit. Or they... What percentage would you say quits versus sticks around? 80%. Yeah. 80%. 80%. 80%. Okay. What about Marines? Know. I thought about that. <laughs> Same thing. Same yeah. thing. About That's probably worse, thing. honestly. Okay, so they, they quit more more frequently because than high school some, like, lanky fat fuck beats you up, and you're just like, Jesus. Like, if he beats you up, it's like, you expect yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, but Ben over here, our, our <laughs> yeah. master sloth. There you go. Yeah, he he, he takes they just you down. Get real mad. Yeah, they're like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> it's it's true. I think it's like our ego, our egos are just like, not maybe ego isn't the right word. Like like I said, bravado. When you do hard things, you just think you're a hard motherfucker. It's like David Goggins. We were talking about uh, Joe Rogan was like, man, why don't you do jujitsu? And David Goggins goes, basically because I won't tap. Like I'll just, <laughs> I, I'm crazy. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, bro. So Goggins doesn't train jujitsu. No, no, not at all. And that was his justification for not. Basically, yeah, it was like I mean, you can watch his. Po- I think it was the original, like the OG David Goggins Joe Rogan podcast episode, and uh, at the very, very end. Joe's like, you should try jujitsu, and he was like, Nah, man, because I'm crazy. And he was like, Honestly, that makes him sound that bad. I know. It's like the people that I just see red, and when I wake up, bodies. Are on when the I floor. hear people say shit like that, uh, because I I know if I roll with somebody, they're gonna fuck me up, or I'm gonna fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's not a big deal, and it's no. not a fight. You're just like, trying to figure out. You're trying to get better, so just tap out, and move on to the next thing. Yeah, you're making a fucking scene. That t- going that- unconscious on a training mat. Yeah, you guys like David Goggins. Other than that, I love David Goggins, <laughs> but he's he's crazy though. Like, yeah, what do you think, Ben? You got Goggins tattooed all over you. Yeah, bro. It's like uh, it'll fucking make you push. Yeah, it does. I think about that shit all the time, going through something hard, and just think about good. Yeah, you gotta be a, just a hard motherfucker, right? It's like uh, I think Goggins is good because it's like uh, it's like what I said about like doing the MMA stuff and doing the sprints and stuff. Now it's like. You gotta like have a little edge to you, so that when you do get in matches that are very like evenly, whenever I feel like when you get into evenly matched competitions, whether it's in fighting, wrestling, jujitsu, a lot of times it's like the guy who has a little bit of an edge, like a, who has a bit of fuck you in them that's sure. gonna win. Obviously, like we say, if it's like me versus Gordon, it doesn't matter how hard I am, it's not. But it, if I was very technical, like at that level, I think that like if we're equally or similarly skilled as far as like technique in our fields it's the guy who's a little bit tougher that's usually going to win those matches um and at least i i think that's true so that's why i think it's important to listen to people like goggins or jocko or do fucking stupid shit like striking or boxing even though i hate that shit i hate it oh yeah ice baths (laughs) fuck all that stuff too so you described the striking earlier in some way as saying kind of like you like to make yourself feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think previously on the, when, I, when you were on the uh, episode prior, you said that you were learning Japanese also. Yeah. Yeah. I had been studying Japanese at, at that point probably a couple of years. So it's been since 2018. And you're still studying it? Yeah. How do you go about studying it? So there's a couple of ways. So... Kind of like, so the number one way is with italki, which uh, I may have talked about last time, but it's basically this website where you spend like 20, 30 bucks 
and you pay for a teacher one hour once a week. And then that teacher usually gives you homework and a book to study out of. So it'll be like, I mean, I mean, there's a million Japanese books that you can, uh, there's like a million, uh, Japanese like language learning books that you can read. But, uh, basically whatever book they'll give you, there's usually homework and it's like for that week, you'll just study. Maybe you use, uh, uh, Satori Reader, which is another thing that I use, it, which is like you read Japanese journals daily. It's only like one journal, so it's not a lot. It, um, but it's a lot as far as like you're constantly intaking and then you will practice your speaking uh, with your uh, your Japanese teacher, essentially. And then you can also get like language learning partners where maybe me and you speak in 30 minutes for English and then 30 minutes for just Japanese. But I don't study it as hard as I used to study it when I was in college because at the time... I thought I was going to move to Japan. I had gotten a job with the JET program. Uh, but then I kind of had like this like early life crisis where I was like, I don't really want to do this. Like, I don't want to. Cool. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally like, I was like 20. How? I don't know. 22, 20. Yeah. I was like 22 right when I graduated college. And I was like, man, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to move to Japan. This is like a big life decision. Um, I'm not like ready for that. And then so clearly like I pulled back a bit on the Japanese at the time I was dating a Japanese girl at the time too. And she, uh, did you do all this just to impress one Japanese girl? <laughs> no. So I start. so I started, so I started before, so I was actually dating her for like two years, but I had started learning Japanese like a year before I met her. So she was in a foreign exchange student. Okay. And so, uh, but, uh, I was, so in you were intrigued by Japanese culture for some reason. Yeah. But at first I wasn't, it was, so I was like really bored and kind of like, I don't know. I don't like to say depressed, but I was like in a weird spot. And then one of the coaches, uh, one of the guys who helped out at Lindsay named Abe, he uh, was really close friends with Sabine, who is like the, the head director of ISP, the international student program at Lindsay. And he was like, Hey, you should go help out Sabine, like learn about, like find other things to do when you're bored. Cause I was just, just basically bored. And so I went and hung out with Sabine and then, uh, we did this thing where it's like you, so Sabine was the head of the ISP, so she was connected to all of the students, not just Japanese, but all the foreigner students who come in, whether that's for sports or just for uh, study abroad. And uh, you basically had to, you didn't have to, but one of the things that you could do as an ambassador for ISP, which is what I was, is you can basically have like a a buddy, like a foreign buddy. Like uh, you'll, It's kind of like a big brother thing, but not really a big brother. It's like you connect with one of the students randomly. You choose, choose a random student. And you connect with them like over email or like Skype or whatever bef- that that summer before they come to Lindsay, so that way they have a friend on campus when they come, so that they can feel involved. Like they don't have to feel like isolated because lots of uh, international students feel super isolated when they first come to like new schools, um, obviously because they're in a completely different country. <laughs> it makes right? sense, yeah. So uh, the guy that I basically uh, randomly fucking random pick of the draw was a Japanese student named Toshiki. And uh, me and him were emailing, like, every other day, just, hey, how are you doing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I told him I like this anime called Naruto because, like, I'm a big anime nerd. Um, and then he came to Lindsey Wilson. So his first day, whatever the first day of school was, he uh, he came. All the international students and all the ambassadors would meet in, like, this one room. So you had a ton of people. And then eventually you'd meet up with your your partner, essentially. And so I met up with my partner, Toshiki, and he uh, he had a, a gift, which he was like, here's my omiyage, which is like a gift in Japanese. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I opened it up, and it was like a, a Naruto comic book, so a manga, and it was all in Japanese. And I was like, man, this is weird. Uh, this is really cool because I like Naruto, but I don't speak Japanese. And uh, he was like, well, 
I'm learning English. You should learn Japanese. And I was like, that's a pretty good. That was a pretty good impression of a Japanese guy. Yeah, I know. What? Yeah, exactly. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, fuck it. Why not? So I started playing with it. Uh, I started studying with Toshiki a, a couple times a week. And then I started buying some books, invested heavily in those books. And then I started to pay for like this thing called the JLPT, which is the Japanese language proficiency test. And it was basically like once a year, you take this test to see what your level is in Japanese. And so once I did that test, I guess I'm like a goal-oriented dude. So I was like, okay, this test makes it easy for me to study like two to three hours a day. And uh, so in my like heyday of really studying Japanese, I was studying two to three hours a day for like three years, um, three and a half years. Uh, and it all started from uh, me honestly just being bored and my coach guiding me to this new thing on campus and uh, yeah, I'm I'm super happy I did. But then yeah, I happened to meet a Japanese girl. Funny enough, and she was actually Japanese. She spoke Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Like she was from Kanagawa, so she was a so just like Toshiki, she was in that program. So she was an ISP. So she was only there for a year uh, to study abroad, and then that was the year after I met Toshiki. Um, Toshiki had already left, so she came in. And uh, I was doing the same thing. I was an ambassador. But this time I was an ambassador for a South African kid. But during that meeting, uh, we were doing, like, icebreakers. And then, you know, I seen her and I was like, dang, all right, you kind of look good. And then, you know, I, you, you kind of just, you know, you, you try, you shoot your shot. And then I shot my shot. And was it in English, Japanese? English, English, English. But uh, oh, this is another, like, most people don't know that guy when I'm like, ah, oh, data, she spoke perfect English. Like like us like she had like a she had like a white girl voice because like in Japan most of the time you know that your child is gonna study abroad like you're gonna mm -hmm. like most of the time kids are gonna be raised especially like in the 21st century right like English is the most powerful language like if you any country you go to English is gonna be like king and I, if I didn't study Japanese I, I would sound like an asshole saying that but that's literally what all the international students say <laughs> right so so she her parents was basically like yeah she needs to learn english from like a very young age so her japanese sounded very japanese her english sounded extremely english she had like zero Eng uh, japanese accent um it was actually really weird because i i didn't know that you could be japanese and not have like a japanese accent when you're speaking english but that was her, her whole life she was studying english so it was just like uh it was chill she helped me out study japanese a lot too it was it was cool but uh yeah, midlife crisis came or early life crisis came, and I I had, tried, to, had to cut it off. <laughs> had to cut it off. I was like, "This is a good experience, baby," but uh, <laughs> I got to move on. <laughs> that happens. And then I started jujitsu like a week later after okay. after my little midlife crisis, and uh, that that's actually basically why I started jujitsu too. Because I was like, "Damn, like I just made this big life decision. I need a, I can't really wrestle anymore. I need something to do. Like if I'm gonna stay, I need to do something." And then. I uh, started doing jiu-jitsu with a guy named Patches Childers um, up in Glasgow, uh, like 40 minutes away from Columbia, Kentucky. And uh, I've not really stopped doing jiu-jitsu since and moved to Louisville a few months later. Now I'm, I'm here doing, t doing this shit. I love it. Um, ben, earlier I asked Brandon, Brandon, what do you do for a living? Where does your income come from? Mm -hmm. What is your current job title? How long has that been your job title, and what do you do? I think it's like two years this week, I think. I've been a uh, – I don't even know what the job title would be. Head MMA Gym coach. manager slash MMA coach slash kickboxing coach 
slash boxing coach slash does some jujitsu coaching manager, too. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and pro fighter. But you you work how many days a week? Oh, uh, seven days a week. Okay, so like on the weekends I'm doing privates, and then we have training on uh, Sunday as well, and then or I'm driving everybody to and from the fights. If we got those that weekend, and then so okay, so you drive your car to the fights. Yep, the Derby City Mobile. Okay, and then at, uh, you get to. I wonder if you can deduct it. Probably I deduct the miles. I bet you could. Probably, yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. you definitely could. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So you've been doing that two years. Yep. And then teaching three to six classes a day during the week. What What's the majority of the cl- types of classes? Every day at eleven is kickboxing, and then every day at noon is boxing. And then uh, every day at 4 o'clock in May. And then at night, I either have boxing or kickboxing again. Wow. That's awesome. He's busy. Yeah. Very busy. Every day at 11. Since you've made this into a uh, profession, beyond being a pro MMA fighter, that's a profession too, but this is a different level of profession, right? Mm -hmm. You've you've made more money now doing this than you made fighting. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I was telling them. Like, this is like eternal. Like, if you're a fighter, like once you're done, you're done, and then what? Okay. But, like now I'm fucking like in it forever, and you love it. Yeah. So now I just like not that I live through the fighters, but like they keep me in it, and I'm at the shows, and you know, yeah, it's cool. You have a purpose. Yeah, exactly. It's a definitive purpose. Yeah, and I just like being around. I love I love fighters. Like even not even just like active fighters, but like Andy Law, those guys. You know, like people that have fought. Like they're, it's a fun crew to be around. It's a fun community. <laughs> fighters <laughs> are crazy. Yeah. Fighters are crazy. It keeps fuck. it interesting. It's like I'm in a soap opera or something. Yeah, fighters are not boring. No. no, dude. I've never met. I don't think I've ever met people like fighters. I thought I've known crazy, like, young kids, like, in, in school and college. Yeah, me like, too, yeah. But then I met fighters, and I was like, oh, these Because even different. the ones who seem relatively chill yeah, are, yeah. but the stuff they're capable of just yeah. at any moment as far as, like, yeah. getting a little wild. I, I feel like, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like once you become, like, a true fighter, like, you've actually got a fight under your belt, there's, like, a, a this level of confidence that allows you to be a bit crazy. Right, like yeah. you, you just gain this. Like I'm a mean motherfucker, so it's like just confident. People treat you differently too. People do treat you differently. It's like this weird respect, yeah. respect. And that's why I like hanging out with a bunch of fighters because they all kind of I don't know. You're all kind of equals. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Do, it doesn't seem to. You're right. I think. What do you mean by that? I don't know. Whenever normies hang out, it's just like that. Don't train. It's just like I'll fuck you up, and there's nothing you can do about it. And everyone knows, and it's kind of just oh, awkward. Okay, okay, okay. Like even though you're not a fighter, you fucking train, and it's mm-hmm. like there's like this respect. It, that is kind of sometimes instead of just that being I don't like know, I don't I don't really there is kind of that. That's yeah. interesting. It and is. Instead of just like some because like fighters bring their friends around and like they'll just like they won't even talk. They're just like because it's like shit. If they say something wrong, like these fighters are gonna beat me up. Or I don't know. That's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. It's, it's not going to happen, but it's just like, fuck. Like, if I went and hung out with a bunch of you fucking, if I was hanging out with, like, Sean Strickland, Israel Adesanya, and, like, right. Alex Pereira in a group, I'd probably shut the fuck up and not say shit. Oh, no. I'd probably still run my mouth. <laughs> I got a big mouth, bro. It's, but, yeah, I agree with you. I think it could be anything. Fighters, jujitsu, like, talking to normies is so weird because it's like, even though me and Ben, I don't necessarily do MMA, me and Ben... Talk- we mean Ben. It's easy for us to talk. Yeah, 
because it's like, oh, hey, would you do jujitsu? Yeah, there's always a comment. Like, well, yeah. like it's like what? But unless if I talk to some normal, probably like if Ben didn't, if I was living with Ben and he didn't like do, you guys same. would never talk. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck is there to <laughs> no, talk about? No, you could about? maybe never talk. It's some some also, roommates don't ever talk. They're just not very extreme. Okay. It's like, oh, I'm going to the gym today. It's like, oh, what'd you do? It's like, I jogged a mile. And <laughs> yeah, then I yeah. came home. And I'm like, why did I'm you even go up there? Yeah. You're like, I did five sets of five on the bench press, bro. Like, what'd you do? Like, I'm like, oh, my goodness. All, all um, exercise type shit I did prior to me at age 32 now seems real silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like... Uh, I feel like lots of uh, exercise is inefficient too. Sure. As far as like how, because jujitsu is not great for your body, of course, but at least it's like not great for your body, but you're actually learning how to do something. Sure. Whereas like at least, again, high school, college, I was around a lot of guys and even myself sometimes was at this point where I was like ego lifting, hmm. where like you were lifting just to lift, to look good or just be strong as fuck. But you're kind of like, man, it's crazy because if, if I'm if I'm just, if I walk up to Ben and I might have all these muscles. But Ben pieces me up. You know, it's like so. It's like that so, makes it worse. That's what I mean. If you guys were, the, uh, if you guys look the exact same, yeah, it's if like it, he looks like he shouldn't fuck you up, and then he does. That makes yeah. the whole situation look very bad on one side. It's a losing battle, <laughs> and that's why I'm like, man, like, what's even the point? I, 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 I can't understand people who just lift the lift. Like I'm, I like, don't get it. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like you. Don't worry. Well, a lot of them, up. a lot of them have not um, experienced in their defense because that was me for the first thirty-two years of my life. They did not know. I did not fucking know how fun this shit would be. Yeah. Okay. That's true. And, and I had to be, kind of be forced into trying it. And right when I tried it, I got fucked up the first day, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's cool. I don't mind that. That's cool. That was legit." Like yeah. it, you know what I mean? It was like a yeah. heroin or something. So unless you, f- basically what I'm saying is yeah. we need to attack, force these people, physically drag them. We need to mandate them, dude. <laughs> everyone should, you know, so in like South Korea, everyone has to do a year or two years in the military. Like okay. South Korea, like it's a democracy, but they still have to do two years. I think U.S., let's get some legislation in here. Every human being in high school, ninth and 10th grade, must do wrestling, jujitsu, boxing, or kickboxing. They have to do. They have to do a, a not karate, not any, not Muay Thai. Maybe Muay Thai, but not karate. There's not karate. All right, guys. <laughs> but wrestling, jujitsu, boxing, kickboxing. But they have to do one of these true live extreme. Even sports. if they wanted judo. Oh, judo. Yeah. That's yeah, another yeah, great yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, judo sambo. Yeah. Right. Like so, do like one of these. Like we're gonna go live, and we're gonna put each other in positions where we really can hurt each other. Oh. Emotionally detached violence. Yes, call it. yes, you, uh, because not all not all martial arts are built equally. Okay, and some. What's are, that? How's the hierarchy look? Uh, I don't. What's at the very top? There is no very top. The, the very top is MMA. Like combat of course. sambo. Yeah, MMA is a an combat art. combat. No MMA, MMA for sure. Right, you'd have to say if that counts as a. See, yeah. I don't know. That don't even count because it's it, just. But it, that's but, just the. But umbrella. it does. It but does. It, it okay. should now. Yeah, it, it, it okay. does. At it this ca- point, now it's a legitimate. It counts because there's art. guys who do MMA who have never done anything individually before, except for MMA. I don't know. You have to. You have to. I mean, if you choke somebody, it's not an MMA move. That's a triangle. That's a jujitsu move. But what I'm saying is, so this is like where I disagree. Like, there's a difference. Like, there's, like, there's guys who like when Chewie was fighting. Right, you're mm-hmm. like he does. He's your jujitsu guy. If I fought, what would you say? That that's a wrestler. Mm-hmm. If uh, Eric Sanchez, that's a karate guy. 
if whoever. But then you, there's guys who literally have never – they didn't have 10 years in karate, wrestling, or jiu-jitsu. They are guys who they started day one in MMA. They started going to MMA class, and they learned their jiu-jitsu, their wrestling, their sh- – they're boxing, they're kicking, but they learn. They learn it does all, exist, but they learned all of those. Yeah, but that's what it is. But they're not so great they're at all it. of those. So this is just thing. verbal. We're just having a verbal. What would the what would the description? I just don't be? like calling MMA regardless, martial art. Regardless, the hierarchy, the top is MMA. It's right? MMA easily. It is the best competition set. Okay, it's the best competition set. I think like it's hard to argue that like, I feel like the toughest individual. Martial arts have to be boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, and boxing. Wait, 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 wait! The, the toughest individual martial arts have to be what? Boxing is number one. I would put boxing up there. Okay, okay. For the, okay, yeah, I'll go boxing. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wrestling, kickboxing. But wow, what judo? Mm. Damn, no jujitsu. Wow, no jujitsu. As far as difficulty, my, as far as like mental capacity to want to quit, mm. right? Mm. It's like with boxing, it's just like even when we were doing our thing the other day, just pure boxing and just drilling. What we did like thirty minutes, my arms were just gone. Yeah. Well, you've never done that, so your your arms are going to get really conditioned to that, right, right, Ben? Yeah. You also have a unique viewpoint on this because you're big as fuck and you're a wrestler. But if you came in as a white belt that was fat and normal, like 160 pounds, and you had to go, oh, so he's down playing jujitsu because of his personal experience. That could make sense. John Phillips or something. You'd be like, oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, but that's that. Yeah, but you didn't experience that ever. Yeah, let's. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I had to say, like, for you, that list is for you. I like for me, and the reason I don't put wrestling is number one because obviously I think like physically maybe wrestling is number one. Like the way that a college re- and the reason that re- it's hard to argue that wrestling isn't number one is because of the structured violence of it. Like, oh yeah, you're I'm just not like knocking that. I, I can't punch ben? you, I can't choke you, but I can beat your ass. And not only can I beat your ass, but the pra- the way you have to practice to be mm-hmm. good at wrestling, bro, you can't you can't pull guard and, and hope that you can hill hook somebody and not jujitsu certainly can be much more passive. It exactly. In an effective way too. It. In an effective way too. You can yeah, be a jujitsu guy and go out there and shoot takedowns. True. No, so that's, but I know, so this is uh so you can make the argument that wrestling is actually included in the jujitsu. And but because I don't of that, I'll put it at number one. <laughs> but, but I, but I don't because, Oh, okay. I Cause the rule set for jujitsu. Are you talking about the overall philosophy? Philo- like if philosophy. I walk into a jujitsu gym, we're going to be sitting on our asses, philosophy. And, you know, goofing about like, philosophically tough. Yeah. Like mentally, the, the 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 mental edge you get because here's the thing: you can be good at wrestling and jujitsu, but it doesn't mean you you're you can be. Let's talk to JT Torres. JT Torres is one of my favorite jujitsu athletes. He's also one of the best guys who, one of the best takedown artists in jujitsu. JT Torres went to a college wrestling match with a f- guy who has like a less than fifty record, like less than fifty percent wins. JT Torres lo- loses. That did happen. No, that would happen. Oh, I believe if that. Nikki Rod. Did he wrestle in high school or anything? High school, yeah. He wrestled in high school, but you're saying? Yeah, but same. Nicky Rod, he wrestled one year D3. His record was like 2 and 12. Like these guys that are like in jiu-jitsu who are good wrestlers, they're good wrestlers compared to what? You know what I mean? So it's like, and now, now, so back to the argument why I think wrestling is even way tougher than jiu-jitsu is because I can't just submit you to be done. I have to beat your ass the whole time and hope to pin you. Like, I have to stay in your face in the way you drill. Have a motherfucker tell you to do high crotches for, oh, 
five sets of one minute and then have your coach in the corner yelling at you and then tell you to do 50 burpees between those those sets. Like, it's the crazy that good wrestling, like, gives you. What do you think pedago drilling looks like? Yeah, but they suck at wrestling. I mean, at jiu-jitsu. I do you but, don't think their drilling's crazy? And so let's say let's let's say pedigo because now you're saying I'm very minority point zero 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 one percent. That's pedigo. Now say that with any college any, any college, college wrestling, wrestling yeah. any JUCO NAI D three D two D one any of them. They're like normal season day to day practices are like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have levels of technical like you know some places are going to be better, but as far as like hardcore like. You can't quit. You're not going to get hurt. I mean, you could, but like for the most part, you're not going to get hurt, and you have to you you have to force yourself to suffer. It's like running a marathon. Like you're, you're probably not going to get hurt, but it's going to suck the whole time you're doing it. That's like a college wrestling season. It's a marathon where you're just like every day sucks. It's not fun. Like you don't go in there and enjoy it. Whereas with jujitsu. You can go in there and be like, "This is going to be fun today." Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, not in college. There's no fun day. It's like it's fun to win the matches. It's not fun to train. Like if someone said, "Brandon, would you ever wrestle in college again?" Like if you were given years college, I'd be like, "Hell no!" Seriously, no way. Zero. I hated it, bro. Because of like you, it's literally like you. You. But have it made to, you into a fucking beastly, fucking manly of a fucking man. That no, you are, I, I, the likelihood of you living a satisfied life is very, very high. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Between I, now and the end of your life, and you wrestling in college. Played a big role. No, no, no. I love it. I'm glad. You don't need to do it again. I don't need to do it. Exactly. Because it took me to a place that I have yet to be taken again. Wow. Okay. You know, like, I've trained super hard in jiu-jitsu. Like, for Worlds and for ADCC trials, we were training hard as fuck. And that did suck. But not once did I go, oh, fuck, I really want to quit right now. Mm. Like, even when I went to New Wave and Gordon was submitting me back to back to back, like, whenever he wanted to. It was fun. Like, I wasn't getting oh, hurt. Okay, okay. It was fun. Jiu-jitsu is I had the option to quit. I could say, okay, I'm going to quit before this hurts. With wrestling, it's like, it's going to hurt, and you can't quit. And if you try to quit, get the fuck off my team. Like, like in a good wrestling room. Like, and it's, uh, I don't think jiu-jitsu gives you that. But I think what jiu-jitsu does give you that wrestling may not give you is efficiency and finishing. Right, like if I take you down, or if you take me down, I have the ability to break your arm or choke you. Now that's why I say the, the ultimate combination is being good at both wrestling and jujitsu. But I feel like there's not, I feel like there's very few people who are good at both. And by good, I mean like super high level of both, not just like like we said, JT Torres or Nikki Rod. Is, or who's the best example of that? Good, real good at both. Man. I mean, in MMA, obviously, it's Khabib and George St. Pierre, right? Like, those two guys mm-hmm. are just, like, guys who are super good at takedown. But, like, pure jiu-jitsu guy who's, like, I think PJ Barch is a really good one. I don't know if you know who that is. He's yeah, a guy who just beat, he just beat JT Torres at ADCC. Uh, the Rio Tolo brothers. Al Jermaine. Al Jermaine, yes. Al Jermaine Sterling. And then, do you know the Rio Tolo brothers? I've heard. Okay, so amazing. they're ADCC champions. Both of those guys, if you put a college, like, if you put, them in a college wrestling rule set and put wrestling shoes on them, they would win lots of matches. Wow. Because they're crazy too. You know the Ruotolos. Like those dudes can wrestle and they're amazing in jiu-jitsu. And one of them just won ADCC. So which is if you guys don't know, it's like the biggest jujitsu competition, Nogi. Um and then MMA, Aljamain Sterling, Henry Cejudo. But Henry Cejudo didn't really submit people, did he? 
He was no, he not really. Not know. really. Like no. he never really got good at jujitsu. No, yeah. He just like inside trip people and punched them on their on the ground, right? Yeah, pretty much. He's been bo- he was like boxing a bit there at the end. I feel like if he was turning into a striker. When's the last time he even fought TJ? I thought I saw that he was on the uh, card coming up soon. Yeah, he is next week. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I think that's gonna be a really boring fight. <laughs> do Do you think so? Do you think I'm crazy? I, I, I think it's difficult boring. to predict. I don't know. I think it's a boring matchup. It's two guys who are gonna wrestle. My prediction: We should predict. I'll take okay. triple C knocking him out. Okay, I'm taking a triple C hits an inside trip, gets on top, grounded pound TKO wins. Okay, I'll take it just for the sake of switching it up. I'll go triple C uh, wrestle fuck some decision. Damn. Okay, could happen. Could happen. Pro- like, I mean, that's not his specialty. He's more, that's not his style of wrestling, really, is it? To, no, no. But I'm gonna go with it for anyways. Okay, okay, yeah. Because yeah, I bet he could. I bet he could. If yeah. it was like a pure wrestling sense. Aljamain was a pretty good college wrestler, but he okay. wasn't that. He wasn't Henry Cejudo good. Okay, I think he was like a D two All American or something, which is still really freaking good. But Henry Cejudo is an Olympic champ. But again, it's fucking MMA, and yeah. just like we talked about, like, bro, when someone's punching you in the face, it's pretty easy <laughs> to get taken down if you don't know what you're doing. I was gonna say that earlier. You guys at some point are gonna spar MMA. You two, Ben yeah. Fowler, Brandon Reed. Is there a chance <laughs> Ben can piece Brandon up a little? Okay. Nope. What? Nope. What do you mean? Ain't no chance. <laughs> You're gonna be peace. No, no. Listen. On, my gra- on the ground, nobody <laughs> <hoping he> gets tired. <laughs> but okay. No, listen though. You piece him up a little, connect with a little punch here and there before he's re- shooting. He get him off ca- off balance, and you shoot and take Brandon down. No, he's gonna crush the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm not doing this fighting bigger people shit anymore. I've learned my lesson. I'm old now, and I'm broken down. I bet if you were to spar with Chewy. Chewy would fuck me up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Chewy MMA, he up. would fuck you up. But 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 also, I bet that that would increase the likelihood of him t- his his takedowns on you. Yes, he yeah. would. And it's the thing is, it like, changes it. The MMA is so cool. I've been doing a wrestling class. Shout out to Cisco Estrada, uh, Louisville Combat Academy. It's like an hour or an hour and twenty minutes once a week. So it's not mm-hmm. real like high school wrestling. Yeah, program. it's like what we do here at, at Derby City. Too. Okay, Same so name. it's it's a it's an awesome class. I've never yeah. wrestled before, so I am trying it. And now I'm trying to mix in a little bit more wrestling into the MMA. Yeah. That shit's fun. It's, you throw a bomb and then shoot on shoot someone on and you're like, I got it because of that. That's like, oh shit, I'm putting shit together. I feel it, yeah, it, it's, it's really fucking satisfying. It's interesting as fuck, dude. It's like uh and like you brought up Chewy, it's like Chewy when he tries fucks me up in jujitsu. Now there's days where I get chewy, but like when he's like, I'm gonna act like he'll tell me, bro, he'll be like, I'm gonna kick your ass today. <laughs> and I'll be like, Chewy, you're a bitch. I'm coming for you. I always tell him I'm coming for him. Bro, he beats my ass. <laughs> and it's like I've gotten better to the point where like I can catch him in submissions two or three times whenever we roll. But it's like when he really, really wants to submit me, it's almost like I think I'm good at defending, and then I realize I'm not good at defending. Like I'm not actually like, I'm not actually that good. And I so I imagine if we did MMA, it would be way worse. Like just because he seems a little bit crazy. I don't know if Chewy was good at MMA, but it, well, no, he was undefeated, wasn't he? But yeah. I know he's better than me. <laughs> like so, it's it's uh, that M- would be scary. MMA is pretty cool. It is so cool at dude. all levels. It's fucking fun. It's the most enjoyable to uh, spar. Ben, do you agree? I love kickboxing sparring. Okay. 
the shot. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. I'm the just MM- so scared. Because when you put on them little gloves, you can't really go 100%. Oh, okay. It's like, uh, I can't really. Hit. And then you shoot, and it's like, all right, I can blast you with a knee, That's but I'm fair. not going to. The elbows. Like, like if you and I were sparring, and you really wanted to get me down, throwing a seriously hard bomb to my head, and then shooting. But in this, then you're like, all right, now I'm just going to touch him. Not near the same reaction. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Have, what, that have makes you guys sense. done Muay Thai? Like an actual Muay Thai practice? Yeah, we're doing a kickboxing, kickboxing is it, class. Yeah. Is it really? The, is it that It's similar? just a rule difference. Oh, okay. It's just clinching and elbows and knees. Okay. Kickboxing. That shit looks crazy, bro. Yeah. Like watching the Rod Tang videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know Rod Tang? Uh, I don't think so. So You don't know Rod Tang? I don't think so. No, no, no. Really? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, you don't watch kickboxing? Not really, no. So oh, Rod Tang man. is a I watch regular boxing a little bit, but for some reason... And I'm not knocking kickboxing. I'm just not as intrigued. Right the storytelling for me, I don't. On Thursday, I have one not eight. I do follow boxing though. Yeah. Well, so Rod Tang is this crazy motherfucker who just gets hit in the face. Where's he from? Um, Thailand, Thailand. bro. Okay. And uh, he fought Mighty Mouse, didn't he? Yeah, he did. In a mixed rules match. In a mixed rules match, okay. and he he literally okay, sat there with that. his hands down, and he just got punched in the face like thirty times, and just like laughed. And let Mighty Ooh. let Mighty Mouse hit him a bunch. Yeah. It's, he does in all his fights. He dances and lets people hit him, and then he just runs at him. And they're hitting him hard. He's just like, how much does he get paid for this? You think? I mean, he's the champion. He's the world champion. How much do you think he gets paid? Millions, millions for sure. Okay, easily millions. And he's also just so so entertaining. Yeah, he's a savage. How old do you think he is? Twenty-five, twenties. Wow, and he's known for being Jonathan Haggerty. (laughs) Do you think he suffered from any CTE? Perhaps fucking going to. Oh yeah, they are smaller guys, but still, they do kickboxing with him, mega gloves on. Okay. Damn. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's my favorite. Like, Jonathan Haggerty, Nongo. You know Nongo? I don't think so. Fuck, dude. It was the biggest upset in, in kickboxing history, they said the other, day, other night. But, man, it was... God, it's so good. I, it's the best sport. Kickboxing with MMA gloves is the best. I don't know why Hard Rock doesn't do them. Kickboxing with MMA gloves. Yeah. Okay. In the cage, too. What do you think Fuck. of bare knuckle? I, I am hate, not a fan. I hate it. It okay. seems, like, so stupid. Like, because uh, it was yesterday, right? Luke Rockhold versus... Uh, Biden and Perry. Perry. Yeah. And you're just watching that and you're like Who won? Uh Mike Perry. Perry. Yeah, Perry. I think was it what did what did this was a stoppage, right? Yeah, like stop broke his teeth and shit. Yeah, broke his teeth, had a giant like cut in his uh lip. And you're just like, Man, your fists are literally knives. Like they're like literally like little fucking But Ben's not talking about much bigger than that. You're talking about four ounce clubs, right, Ben? So yeah. that that provides, in your opinion, the minim the minima- minimization of the cuts. Right. You think? Is that basically why? Yeah. Wait, is the four-ounce glove, is that MMA? Mm-hmm. So that's what they do in what you're talking about, the kickboxing. So that, that at least minimizes cuts to a degree, so therefore yeah. the bare yeah, knuckles. Not, it's not as bloody. I mean, it's not that bloody. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just. But I, as soon as you put on those, as soon as you go bare knuckles, it's fucking just a shit show. They're breaking each other's teeth. Luke Rockhold's teeth got all chipped up. It's fucking gross. It's really gross. Cause it, it's like that power slap shit. I, I don't even watch that power slapping shit. I just want to fucking throw up watching that. Have you heard of power slap? Is that through Dana White? Yeah. yeah. Dana White's power slap series. I didn't think that. I didn't like the idea of that. I, I, I w- if I were Dana White, I don't mind making money. I would not have associated it with his brand at all. Well, he, he's super associating it right oh, now. Oh, I know. I think it's all him, right? It's all him. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, you people, like. That's bad. You better me. hope you're freaking fly or your, uh, your waivers. 
protect you because these people are going to have CTE for sure. Yeah. Like, they're slapping the fuck, fuck. out of each other. For and like $2,000. At some point, then you start having claims. The WWE has, or WWF or whatever, has suffered stuff like this. Yeah. Where you, those guys get so beat up over the course of years that yeah. then they get, like, class action lawsuits against you and shit. Yeah, exactly. I would be trying to avoid that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> right? Especially the when the comments sections like, are just like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Please stop, please stop. Like, Nobody wants it. Who's a fucking power slap fan? Not me. Let's go. Dalton like, is. I trained with Dalton Smith. He's a power slap fan. What the fuck? Is he retarded? <laughs> <laughs> no. Speaking yeah. of this, y'all know who Jawaski Bethley is? No idea. He's and Sounds like a football player. Six as a pro. And he was... He's the guy that Nate Diaz choked out? Three and seven as an amateur. No, he fights on the B two card. B two. Oh, okay. Chance had a grappling match against him. Okay. How'd He's fighting a guy this weekend. It's one and fourteen. <coughs> one and fourteen. He does power slap. What? One of them does power slap. There is a picture. Is that the He's the guy in the blue shirt. Brandon just posted. Yep. Jawaski Bethley. I tried well, to I mean, fight him in Missouri. If you're a pro MMA fighter, fighter, I don't. I don't knock you for doing it necessarily. It's dumb. Definitely dumb. How much are you getting paid? Probably two thousand dollars. That one guy got paid two. I know one was got paid two thousand, and that was yeah. like it's the, not a good move. No, definitely not no. a good move. That like doesn't touch the, like the bottom line at all. If you're and doing, that kind of is offensive 10. to the grappling community or to the uh, combat sports community in a way, right? Yeah, because lots of these pro MMA fighters aren't getting paid two thousand dollars yet. Like B two, I'm guessing. Wait, what? What do they pay B two? It much. goes from probably four hundred to three thousand, probably depending on what's going on. How much do you think Smile and Sam Alvey got paid? I have zero idea because the opponent looks to just be somebody that he can go in and kind of tear up. Did so. that fight already happen? It's May twenty seventh. Okay. Yes. Uh, May twenty seventh, Georgia, the, Columbus, Georgia. Uh, Saturday. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, May twenty sixth. I'm getting my visectomy reversed. Oh <laughs> yeah! Look at that. Oh shit! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty serious have. surgery coming up. You want to have a kid? Yep. Yep. Oh wow! Like to have at least one kid. Oh, maybe shit. maybe two. Back at it, big dog. What yep. made you get the vasectomy in the first place? Then I got went through a divorce, <laughs> and to be honest, I like dated a couple girls, and then like a couple, you know, had a couple situations where I was like, oh fuck. Uh, okay. <laughs> Does that makes sense. Yeah, you had some close calls. Yeah, yeah. and I I, I, I don't want to just have random kids everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't retreating fast enough. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Right? <laughs> you could have just wore a condom, but yeah, I I, just I was drinking. Too much. <laughs> 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 I, just, I was drinking too much, probably. Yeah, you're right. I'll blame it on the alcohol. That's legitimate, right? Yeah, that's fair. Not my pro- my fault. It was the alcohol. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that yo, yeah. Good luck. Is that like? A 100% recovery, like when you get a vasectomy, or they're like, yo, well, you're going to work again now. I'll have to find out. Or like, uh, I think that the procedure works every time. Doesn't mean I will make a kid uh, at all. Doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, Supposedly, the procedure is very high percentage that it re- actually reverses the vasectomy, attaches the vas deferens back together, I think is what it is. Uh, okay. but, but then, like I said, you never know that you're going to have a kid. Yeah. Are you like married or something? I am married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so she was wanting a kid. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I went for it. It's cool. You know, I do, my, my kids that I have now are like the my favorite part of my life. Yeah. You know? It's fun. The, I was thinking this earlier when you said everybody should um, be required to do kickboxing or judo or something in high school. Uh, yeah. I was thinking, well, I do require all three of my kids to do all of those. Oh, really? Hell okay. Yeah. Three kids, that's a requirement. They all do all three of them, at least to some degree. Yeah, you don't have to be great. It's, yeah. It's like a... Yeah, it's 
you you don't have to be amazing. It's it's weird because like when I say that, I guess people would be like, "Damn, you want them to all be like killers or be national champions?" Like, no, 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 like, no, no, no. I don't. I I think that being somewhat comfortable with it, yeah, it's is, like, is all that really most important. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not like uh, I feel like you don't train fighting to, you don't tr- train a martial art to be a good fighter on the streets because like realistically, like ninety percent of the time we we're just talking like. Depending on where you are, you're not going to be fighting. Like someone's going to stab or shoot you. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're not trying to prepare for street fights, but it's just nice to. It's better to have than not. Yes, exactly. Okay, for the sake of practical, yeah. definitely better to have than not. And you build a good community. Good community, uh, an appreciation for uh, uh, physicality, which I don't think really comes from much else in um, life. I don't think that's like a f- level of physicality that I don't know what it is. It's difficult to describe. But yeah, and it's safe. It's it's part particularly safe and in a controlled environment so it's like in my opinion like sports like uh i know he loves football but i think football is ridiculous okay like i think football is ridiculous because it's incredibly not safe way way more dangerous than way more because people like think bring out the cart yeah get him out of (laughs) here everyone everyone sees like these big throws and shit in wrestling or these big snaps in jujitsu and you're like those are just little highlights somebody posted that went viral. But like 90% of the time, you're going to go through your career without ever getting truly hurt. I've been training combat sports now for, um, in May, it will be seven years. And I haven't really had any injury. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I mean, I get fucked up all the time. Yeah. Like this, my shin right now is fucked. Yeah, but we get our bruises, you know. Yeah, yeah, you get bruises or black eyes. But, yeah. like, um, I don't think I've had any. Yeah, but, like, you I, asked- I mean, actual injury. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I had to miss time. Yeah, exactly. It's like little. I've had ringworm a few times. Yeah, that that's like. A, I've had to miss time for that. That sucks. That does suck. I've had ringworm too. Have you yeah. ever had ringworm? Ben? One time. One time. Oh okay. yeah. Well, what was the? Did you have like a fight or something? And you just it was on my arm. Like a little. Right. Uh, that's the the circle. Little circle. Yep. Yep. yep yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I was in college wrestling all all the time. Yeah. All the time. That's uh, it. Just fucking wrestling. Like the like. It's wrestling. very frustrating too because so. it, it fucks up where you feel like a. Okay, now I can't fucking train with anyone for a while. Yeah. Got to address this. Takes a while. You got to take time off from training. If you're yeah. in a groove training. Oh, yeah, dude. It's it's like anything that makes me get out of training, like this freaking fucking back spasm, dude. Yeah. It's like it's not as bad today as it was like yesterday, the day before, but it's like, like I was telling him, like, I'm like, what do I even do with my day? Like, So you haven't been able to? No, and it'll probably be a couple more days before it's like. What type of recovery type stuff do you ever do? Like yoga or stretching much? Or? Well, you can't stretch too much when you have a back spasm because like uh, your muscles are contracting. If like you over, if you keep pulling them, they're just gonna it's just gonna contract even worse. So mm, uh, I believe that. Yeah. So Eugene, I think I've done that. Eugene is the guy. Uh, I don't even know exactly. He's like a PT. Yep. And uh, the jujitsu therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's. I've been doing little things uh, that he showed me. Um, but really, like, it wasn't until yesterday that I was able to even freaking bend at all. But, like, right now, it's like a bit better. But, like, I, I know even, like, when I stand up, I won't be freaking taking in, like, deep breaths. Because uh, the spasm has chilled out a little bit, but it's still not great. So, probably be a couple more days. Probably at least be three or, three or four more days before I can, like, really get on the mat again. And it's you're like a fucking back spasm out of nowhere. It's, like, the most inconvenient shit. And it's super painful. Super painful. But... More than the pain is just like the inconvenience of not training. I'm like, fuck, sucks. That does suck. But can we go back to the topic of Ben? When I said you, you could piece Brandon up a little bit. You're like, no, 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 no. Wait, you don't think you would ever be able to get you put your hands on him? Yes, he would. He's we'll just humble. <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. He's being humble. He's being very humble. He would yeah. fuck me up. He's just being nice. 
but 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 you never really know if it were actual MMA, like timing it, and you just cr- choose a random second to shoot a double or uh, something. You know, he's ca- two fifty and not fat. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, shorter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 fucked. I am. Sh- I am. Bu- I gotta I am, run. I'm very lucky. I'm built for wrestling. Like I'm a big guy, but I'm not tall. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and I'm not fat, so like it's very easy for me to lower my level and solid. shoot. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I, got, you know, I got some happiness on my stomach, but I'm not like fat. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like not. It's not very hard for me to level change and shoot on people, even if they're a little bit shorter than me, just because I, I got lucky to where like I'm not too tall. Um, but he's lying. Like I seen him fight. I, he would probably just circle away from me and then knock me out when I try to come in for something. It for is, now, he's my coach though. I've so been running backwards every day. Yeah, wow. he's, it's like he's gonna catch me reaching. Yeah, he's crazy. You've been what? I run a mile backwards every day. On the treadmill? In the parking lot. Wow. Just Why? Dodging cars. It's good for Mom you. and Ali used to do it. Okay. So I figured I if that. like if the goat's doing some shit and it's only like it takes like, you know, twelve minutes, why not do it? But I also it helps you moving backwards big time. I, I believe that's good for your knee health. It's it important. Is. Have you heard of the knees over toes guy? I don't think so. So the knees over toes guy is this guy who had really fucked up knees back in the day and then he basically came up with this program and basically this dude can like dunk and shit now. And he's like a five seven white dude, right? So he's like dunking on run, but it's like a lot of it is like running backwards, doing sled pulls backwards. Like, okay, it's like learning how to strengthen. Like like a uh, one of our we have like two really weak muscles in in our legs, the psoas muscle and our hamstrings, right? And it's like those two, like when those two things are weak. That's how you start to get lots of knee injuries, mm. lots of lower back injuries. Mm. And, like, the knee over toes guy basically thing is about sh- uh, strengthening your psoas and your hamstring. And then, obviously, other little things, too, like your ankles and stuff. But it's, like, you don't realize, like, how unathletic we are because we neglect those two things so much. Like, how often do you do hamstring workouts specifically? Like Me? Play? Yeah. yeah Never. Me, same. Like, I, I should do it more because, like, when I was in college, I did it a lot because of him. And it really helped me a lot. Yeah, especially with my shooting. Like, I became a lot more explosive with my shots and stuff because I was doing a, his, like, knee over the knee over toes thing. Uh, but it, it's uh, – this my back probably wouldn't have been fucked up if I was doing that stuff still, honestly, either. Because what happens is what with, like, a spasm is, like, you overuse a muscle and then it gets, like, pissed. So it could have been my legs. It could have been my – my hamstring, my core, whatever. It's like when, whenever these like little things are weak, it's like very easy for you to get back spasms. Not just back spasms, but cramps in general. It's like a lack of balance. I don't know. Eugene was telling me about it. It's like you overuse one part of your uh, body and then the other parts of your body tries to compensate for that and that's how spasm happens. Uh, but anyways, knees over toes, guys, running backwards. Shit helps. Do you feel like it's helped you a lot? I feel like it. My knee's almost better, so I mean, it's Oh, so it's not just the helping of your moving backwards boxing. It's doing it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to spar with Emilio a lot now, and I'm not going to go forward to that big bastard. So I got to get better hitting as I'm moving, you know. Moving backward, counter yeah. punching. Yeah. So by the time that I actually yep. spar with him, I, I think I think he's going to fuck me up. He's going to be nice. He's going to be well, very nice yeah. about it. But In all seriousness, uh, you start sparring. I mean, it's not that long till someone who's uh, new – you know, maybe they're not going to be completely piecing you up, but they can certainly fucking connect with a punch. Oh, type shit. Yeah. So I mean, it's yeah, bro. Striking's a whole 
interesting um, yeah. oh, it's thing. Jiu-jitsu, it's more definitive. It's not as dominant. Yeah, yeah this, this person is a little better than you, so you can't do shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's very little puncher's chance in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's, like, what, that's what I was You might catch a, someone who's better than you with a heel hook, but it's like... Okay, that's the ver- somewhat of a home run type equalizer. shot. Yeah but, very, yeah, but very little. Same with wrestling. Like, dude, you could, It's so hard to home run someone in wrestling who's... Like, if I'm better than you... You're probably never going to beat me. But you can in MMA. MMA has the ultimate exactly. because you get someone on their fucking heels. They're expecting wrestling. You punch. Exactly. Because it's, it's, so, uh, it's so diverse. Like you have so many variables to be fucked with. Exact, exactly. It's like it's crazy. And then like I, I think the thing that makes MMA interesting is you can beat someone in their own game by threatening a different one. Right? So it's like we talked about when me and Mike were sparring, he took me down. You know? Okay, that's what I was trying right. to touch on earlier. Is, that type he, shit's crazy. Yeah, because he? he had me going like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You punch yeah, someone in the face who's yeah. a wrestler and, and then shoot just a real confident double, yeah. even if you suck at him, exactly. and it might work. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, our one time me and Mike were doing wall drills, like uh, just wrestling on the wall. And it's like when you're on the wall and someone locks their hands in a double leg, it's very hard to defend now okay. because you can't sprawl back. Right, I can stuff his head. Okay. But actually getting my hips back... It's very hard. So, and so the thing that you have done to get out of someone who's got a single is different, it's, right? It's not the changed same. substantially. Ex- you, you're learning new stuff. Exactly. Ooh. So it's like, obviously, it's not super hard for me to make the adjustment after <laughs> I've made it once. So it's probably easier for me to learn wall wrestling than it is for someone who never wrestled to learn of wall course. wrestling. Of course. But it is a di- but it's still <laughs> never wrestled. Yeah, yeah. but it's still, I would say that's a safe statement. Yeah, yeah. But it's still a different game, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like still like someone can do oh, so- yeah. something that could seem like a crappy shot on a wall and take me down versus if we were out in open space and they did that same thing, they would never even get close. It's like Hadolfo Vieira, he got choked unconscious in it, or he got tapped out in an MMA fight. Against like, okay. a purple belt. Okay, okay. And the dude wasn't even good at jiu-jitsu. He yeah. just yeah. got pieced up, and he kept shooting and shutting it down, shutting it down. And then he could barely keep his hands up, and then he was just got rocked and get choked. It's like, fuck, I never thought it would happen. Did you see that Alex Pereira got his uh, brown belt after he beat Israel Adesanya? Yeah. And it was it was so funny because there was, like, zero grappling in the first fight. Yeah. Like, their, their first MMA fight. Uh-huh. And he was awarded his brown belt like that. Wait, I bet it's deserved. I bet he's been. I bet he's been working on that. I'm I'm guessing. Do you guys think Glover so? For a That's my bit. gut. Who's his coach? I guess uh, Glover. Glover Texera. He's been with him for a minute. Okay. Well, I bet it's warranted then, right? I would like to see him grapple. Though. He, did, not uh, he did defend. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I mean, bet he, he gets. I bet he gets fucked out. up in the gym. Obviously, I mean, Probably. I don't know. Got to put a gi on first because it's a totally different sport. So I you're saying he, if he, if shit. someone's given a black belt without actually wearing the gi, it doesn't. It's not the same. You're it's a, not you're the a same. black belt no gi. You're not a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt because yeah. I must shut you down by doing this and by doing just this, grabbing a cross collar, grabbing yeah. the lapel. I grab so, that cross collar and it's fucked. Okay, it's so true. So I don't do gi. standing too. You don't do gi. There at goes all? wrestling. No, so I got my purple belt and then I didn't oh. do gi. I haven't really done gi a day after that. Like so I. My schedule usually is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, do no gi jujitsu twice. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do sprints. And then Tuesday nights, I wrestle. And then Thursday, I'll now I started doing striking. So I'll probably add in like some type of boxing into it the Thursday just to add a little bit. But it's like I don't ever do gi. Ever. And it's like I've, I've like, there's been like a couple times that I've come into the gi class just because like my girlfriend, she likes gi a lot. So like I'll go in every once in a while. And it's just like I'm getting fucked up by people that if we're in nogi, 
it wouldn't even be close. And by fucked up, it's like you're just getting. I'm just getting controlled. Like I'm getting tangled swept, up, tangled oh, yeah. up, and you're just like, what the fuck? So it's like I totally agree with Ben. Like it's cool. just like boxers getting an MMA. It's a different thing. Oh my god, that's an interesting thing. When you start mixing and matching classes, yeah. go for years to a boxing class with this guy. He fucks you up, and then after a few years, somehow you guys do jujitsu, and you're like, oh my god, like I'm this guy knows him. nothing about jujitsu. Yeah. And I always kind of in my head would have assumed he'd be better than this, but because yep. he fucks me up in boxing. That's what's really interesting all, all in these this, gyms. Yeah. It's these boxers, like the badass boxers yeah. know zero grappling, yes. and the badass jiu-jitsu guys know zero boxing, and then the MMA guys are just kind of average, but they beat everybody up Correct. they fought. Yep. Yeah, yep. But, but it's because they, that's why I said like that's the good thing about, that's why I think MMA is on the top, because it's like just because you're not a specialist in anything, you're, if you're pretty damn good at everything, you're going to beat the specialist most of the time. And it's like, Obviously, there's exceptions because because the, the 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 guy who's okay at everything, yeah, the MMA fighter, all he has to do is think. Yeah, let me switch what's my his game specialty. Up. Well, then I'm not doing that. I'm doing one that I'm I'm below average at, but this guy's zero at. Yeah, because you can be like, oh, this guy's a good wrestler. I'm gonna like keep distance and I'm gonna box with him or kickbox with yeah. him, or I'm gonna let him shoot in and I'm gonna do a guillotine or a kimura. That's why MMA is so great. Yeah, or if the guy's just a good boxer, oh, he's a good boxer. I just need to. I need to figure out a way to kick his leg. Like, yeah, like, leg, yeah, kick his leg, get close to him, take him down, and then choke him. So it's, but it's like, it's cool as shit. That's why MMA is the best. It's like, how the fuck can you, like, it's, it's so hard to deny that MMA is the best. Are you, uh, have you looked at any of the fights coming up? Um, me too. I can bring them up. I don't know if any of them had, uh, piqued your interest. I may have. That Gage Mitchell Marissa Pender fight. I'm pumped for that shit. Yeah. Who, who's the favorite, you think? <laughs> Is that I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I've rolled both. I'd say Marissa. Okay. Is this a female fight? It's a male versus female. Male versus female. No fucking way. Blue belt versus black belt. No, are you fucking kidding me? Is this like I rolled with Gage? He's he's good. He's good. I mean, for, compared to me at least, he he knows jujitsu. And he's had highlight reel submissions and shit in the local MMA scene. Now I know that doesn't transfer over, but she's a black belt. Wait, is this a jujitsu? It's match? just jujitsu. Yeah. Oh my god! But she's a fighter. She's a pro fighter too, oh, and she's a black belt. She's probably she's, gonna, it's Jeremy Pender's wife. Oh, she's probably gonna fuck him up. Probably. Are they just of similar size? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's at one forty-five. Gage has oh, fought shit. as low as like one twenty-nine before. Okay, G- Gage can be little. Okay, mm. I was like one forty-five. He, he's packed a, on some meat beefy lately. Gage, huh. he's okay. beefy now because he's been lifting all the weights. Why is this fight a thing or this match a thing? Why not? Oh, they live this up there. Fucking Marissa and them live up there, so they were probably just putting a bunch of what Cincinnati f- people on it. But I want to see that shit. Hell yeah. All right, here's the card. Joseph, jo- I'll start reading the fights. You guys tell me if you're familiar with okay. any of them. Joseph Hanish versus Dalton Embry. A couple debut heavyweights. Ooh. Amateurs. Okay. Uh, Joel Juanez versus Connor Canote. A uh, couple debut amateur 155ers. Justin Sparks against William Davis. Of course, you guys are from, yeah, familiar dog. with Will. We want to know there. Or is he winning that one? He's sitting at two and three. Opportunity to get to 500. How cool would that be if Will Davis got to 500? He should have in that last one, damn it. Did you see that fight? No. He goes out, touches gloves, drops the dude. I thought he's knocked out in like five seconds. I was like, damn, he beat my record. And then the dude uh, swept him and got a rear naked choke. But, man... He put him down quick. I was very shocked. It was uh, Southern Indiana Combat. Oh, okay. Promotion, so, their first one, I think. 
Will Davis versus Colin Wilson. That's six months no, ago. No, it's uh, shoo. What is his name? It's. Pro- I don't even know if they put out an individual okay. video. It's That's probably okay. Okay. in the. You got to. No, I haven't for, yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was good. He's a. Uh, he's improved. I think he's like the most improved person, maybe at our gym. Will's a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard some stories about him in there, like doing very well. Right yeah. at the beginning, you never know if someone jumps in the cage relatively early, like he did. He was he jumped in there before I even started working there. Okay, so relatively so he was early, doing his own thing. Basically, my understanding is he jumped in there relatively early, and I don't think he denied this. And you know, then he since then has made substantial improvements. Yeah, is that about right? Yeah, like I didn't think you could teach somebody to be a dog, but he, like he was like he wasn't even tough when he started. He was just a bitch, and now he's like yeah. one of the fucking wow. dogs. Wow. So yeah, he's That's a bad cool. motherfucker now. Wow. We're gonna see who else we got. Jacob Moore against Logan Hedden, two hundred five fight, one and over. I like two hundred five. Ethan Riley versus Nick Wells. Let's go, That's Ethan Riley. I love watching Ethan Riley. Fight. He's someone who fought earlier. I almost mentioned his name. He has trained MMA since day one for like twelve years. Okay. okay, so he's, but he's probably tough in every. Like, oh yeah, probably decent wrestling, decent jujitsu. Oh yeah, can't. he's four and two amateur. Okay, so and, and his losses are interesting. Actually, let's see. He lost to Jacob Bradford, unanimous decision. That was close. But his first fight of his career was David Richardson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was at that fight. Yeah. Y- you know David. Yeah. I know least, David. Yeah. All right. Ethan Riley versus Nick Wells. Nick Wells is uh, Smiley. Uh, you know, sm- I think it's Smiley Nick Wells is um, one of the most entertaining fighter strikers. Mm-hmm. High school wrestler somewhere in Cincinnati. Okay. But he's one of the most entertaining strikers on the amateur scene, in my opinion, in many years. Ben, you've seen him fight. You agree? Which one is it? He fought Eli Medford in this one fight. They just beat the fuck out of each other. It was awesome. I think Nick won. It was just like, like if you're looking for, like, beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Here, let's watch a little. It's hard hard to bet against either rally. Those, uh, where are they at? Uh, Here, let's preview this Club MMA. Are we okay on time? We got a little bit of time? Yeah. I'm good, yeah. All right, so, um, Eli. Ben, we're going to have to grab food after this. I know, I'm hungry. You guys practice today tonight? No, I'm I'm oh. fucked up right now. So yeah. I did hard sparring. I'm a black eye. <laughs> I get it. I'm God. turning the volume this off. This shit reminds me of Daryl Ray fights. <laughs> this is Hard Rock MMA hard 97. Hard Rock MMA 97. Here, I'm, I'm gonna jump right to it. I'm I'm muting it, but if we were listening, I think it would be me talking. That's a pretty big crowd, honestly. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. This shit was cool. I, my whole memory of all the MMA events I've ever attended in the state of Kentucky are fucking awesome. Yeah, I feel like Kentucky's filled with just a bunch of hillbillies who want to see people hit each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, we, we were talking, uh, I went to the last B2 fights that were in Shepherdsville. Is that where it was? Wherever yep. the fuck it were, like when I went. And these guys next to me, it was during one of the pro grappling matches, and they are like, tell these pussies to stand up. We're tired of watching you guys tickle each other, you faggots. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like right next to them. I'm like, dude, like, what are you talking about? I was like, this is, I was like, you are what people think about when they think of Kentucky. My mom, or I'm sorry, uh, my mom had watched some of it at one point and been to, didn't go into an event, but was standing there picking my son up uh. and uh, witnessed a little bit of trashiness at one. Yeah. <laughs> also, my wife went, uh, Yanni went with me to an event and she sat like for a moment there I left and had to go somewhere but she was there with my son and there was like some real serious redneck type shit going yeah, on. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the thing. I'm like, it does exist. Bro. And if, if it does exist, it's coming to that event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because I'm from, obviously we're all from Kentucky, I yeah, believe. Yep, yep. And it's like, I 
Louisville. From Louisville, though. Louisville's so it's different. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't really meet straight up hillbillies. Yeah. I went to Oldham County High School, so I, you know, I guess yeah. I did maybe a little bit good. more. Yeah, I did it. So I went to Spencer yeah. County my last year, so I was around a bit of it, but it was still pretty chill. Yeah, mine was pretty chill, too, I yeah. think. Yeah. But like, you, I also didn't see those guys in like an environment to be like hicks. Yeah, and you go to. Have you ever been to a uh, <laughs> one of those Ohio Valley or pro wrestling events? No. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Davis Arena. No. I have. Oh that God. shit's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did a, a, an event for the radio one time, and I got to go to them. They're pretty funny. Yeah. There's little fat kids with mullets walking yeah. around. <laughs> There's little weird, weird, weird little yeah. subculture. Yeah. Mountain Dews. Yeah. yeah. That's like the little dirt ball culture. You go, to, you go to boxing matches? I have over the years. I've probably, in the state Those of Kentucky, I've been to uh, probably like 10 or 15. Those are intense. Like, you I've, watch ju- I've judged kids. boxing in Kentucky, Abby. actually. Yep. We're at Expo 5. Um. Uh, I think I did it, Expo 5. But a lot of them will be some random high school gym out yeah. in the middle of Kentucky somewhere where they put together events, and they've got some pro even on there. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's real awkward. Or it's it's like you go to jiu-jitsu tournaments, you watch little like eight-year-olds and stuff grapple each other, and it's cute. No, look, oh, he tapped out. But like watching little kids box was crazy, and their parents are like going nuts, and they're like wailing on yeah. each other. That's it, hilarious. It, it's, it's not uncommon for one of them to cry regardless. Yeah, of course. They get over it. So which guy are we supposed to be watching? Is it this guy right here who's bouncing? <laughs> just the wrestler guy? Uh, or is that Eli? That's Eli Mefford. Rob Mooney in shape. Rob Mooney. Sorry, I want to see something real quick while they're introing. <laughs> Mooney's awesome. I'm a big fan of Rob Mooney's. Why does he look familiar? Did he wrestle? Rest college wrestler in Kentucky. Oh, and he's yeah. refed more matches in the state of Kentucky for MMA than anyone else in the state. He's been on the podcast. Did he times. wrestle at Camelsville? Yeah. Oh yeah, we had a uh, we had a match. Yeah, we had you, a match. You had a match against him? Yeah, I was in high school, and I think he was just. I mean, he'd probably been a few years out of college. Okay, okay. But he came to the Kentucky Freestyle State Tournament, and uh, yeah, I was like eighteen. He was like however old he was. And uh, we were like, we should do a little match. Because it's like the the freestyle state tournament is basically just this fun, like, open tournament. And uh, me and him had a match. I won. But it was really close, actually, when I was, uh, when I was a little bit younger. I think I only beat him, like, by, like, four or five points. He's tough. It's crazy because he doesn't look like he would be that tough, like, when you look at him. But you're like, no, this motherfucker's tough. He's super tough. <laughs> he he Like I said, I'm pretty confident he's refed more MMA fights in Kentucky history than anyone else. That's so awesome. It's cool that he found his thing. He's yeah. Like, yeah, this is what I want to do is just ref. Did he fight? He, oh, yeah. Yep. Was he pretty good? Yeah. He had a winning pro record. Hell, yeah. Yeah, he's a savage. Yeah. That's crazy. Is he? I wonder if he's from Kentucky or if he's originally from, from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. wrestling, the Big Ten country. Yeah, exactly. Right across that bridge, you're yeah. like different story. Yeah, literally. Sometimes <laughs> some of them. That's suck, where. That's where he's not a bitch. That's yeah. not a bitch. Oh, for real. It's like I always tell like my my uh, students who. Uh, so I have a one student who he goes out and competes. Like he was just in PA last week, and now he's going to Ohio this week. And his dad will never let him wrestle off-season tournaments in Kentucky because the kids are so bad. This kid's a state champ, so it kind of makes sense. But he goes out to these tournaments just to get his ass beat. Because mm-hmm. it's like you said, he goes to Big Ten country. He's like, I'm going to go to PA. I'm Do you go think to the Jersey. son resents the dad a little bit? No, the son's cool, man. There is a degree of enjoying beating the fuck out of people. 
There is, <laughs> I got to admit. I got to admit. There, but is that a cowardly thing to do when you know you could go compete at a level up? I think so because the thing is it's not like during the end season he has to wrestle with, with people in Kentucky. He has no other choice. So it's like in the off season, why would you wrestle with a bunch of people you can beat? So the kid's on board for it. Yeah, because it's like in the off season, I want to go wrestle. Like it was like me. I went to Fargo Flow Nationals. Like I was going to these tournaments where I knew I probably wasn't going to be the champion, but I wanted to come back, like bring back better wrestling for the end season, like for for the actual season. So it's like you don't. No one counts wins and losses in the off season. So it's better to go get your ass beat and learn some things and stick in Kentucky and beat up a bunch of freaking kids who've wrestled for a year. It's it's how you get good, and that's what that kid's gonna be really good, unless he get burnt out or whatever. The backstory for this fight we're watching from Hard Rock MMA number ninety seven, sometime back in two thousand seventeen. Um, yeah, I was there. Is both of these Nick Wells and Eli Mefford showed up to the event, weighed in um, the night before, then the day of. Both of their, I think, one of their opponents oh, got like pissed hot, maybe, or something happened, and then another one got like medically. Uh, declined, or maybe they just, one of them just backed out or something. I forget what happened. Uh, Nick Wells was at 170, and Eli Mefford, I think, was 145. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, fuck it, we'll fight. They're both just like, we'll fight, and it was cool. I wasn't there. I was next to the cage, so I didn't witness what the, the story is, but I forget who it was. Maybe attacker saw it, and it was just like the coolest shit some people have seen. They're like, we'll fucking fight each other. Fuck it. Yeah. Everybody starts screaming. Yeah, you're like, hey, we came out. Why not have a match? Yeah, I want to fucking fight somebody. You want to yeah. fuck? Yeah, you want to yeah. fight? Did Alex? Does Alex Hacker fight anymore? No, no, no. He was just a, he's just an announcer now. He doesn't do the na- announcing anymore. What what the fuck does he do now? After? He works for the uh, rail railroad. Mm-hmm. Yep, oh, so. yep, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a good dude right there. Yeah, he's a good guy. He is. I, I commentated definitely, definitely way more events with him than anyone else. Yeah, he just got his black belt, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. He's pretty good. He's yeah. grappling. He's super good, actually. Yeah. It was so fun when you were commentating. Man, yeah. what a good time. <laughs> that little stretch. That you're, are you? How much commentary are you doing now? Not rare, rare. I mean, I got a, I have three or four people on every card, so it's like, you know. You're busy. It was I want to do it real bad. It I, look, I look back on it. I did it for about four years in mm-hmm. a row. And I did you? it a little bit before. I'd get like $100 each event. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then they made an offer to me that I think they're going to pay me like 250 an event. But I was going to have to work like 42 Saturdays a year. And they would pay to fly me across the country and shit. Um, but like I have my two biological kids 50% yeah. of the time. Like I can't be like, sorry guys, I'm gone every single weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially not when it's to make like, we're going to Dubuque, Iowa. To make 250 bucks, yeah, which is like nice, but nowhere like, fun. Hey, I'll take it if somebody wants to give me 250 bucks every weekend and to do that. Yeah, as long as you fly me out and pay for my hotel, they would do that. They would do that. Um, yeah. But I, uh, you know, it's I don't know. No, I get it. It's a stage of life thing. You know, it's a stage of life thing. Yeah. It's like if they would have said, "Hey, we'll pay you 150 thousand dollars a year." Yes. So you can quit your current job. You'll be supporting your kids with this. Then yes. And I could justify <laughs> myself for, instead of just being like absent dad, like supportive dad, I wouldn't have done that in a heartbeat. That sounded like fun. Yeah. MMA, commentating MMA events is fun as shit. Yeah, I'm sure. You're just like, you're right in front of the action too. Oh. Like the little, like Sergio Pettis came and did a fight with me. That was cool. Oh, okay. Like you just have random world champions yep. showing up yep. to do a fight. What was the next fight on this? Uh, good question. Let's bring this back up. 
I'm going to go look at Nick Wells' tapology. I'm going to look back on... Oh, that's a good question. You asked a good question. All right, it's Eli Mefford and Nick Wells. They fought each other. This was canceled, belt. About Nick Wells. Oh, there it is. This is Hard Rock MMA 97. Main event was Ken Beverly Ken against Jamel Muhammad. Muhammad. My memory of this fight is Jamel Muhammad got Ken Beverly. Have you watched it? In so many like heel hooks and knee bars and straight ankles. And supposedly they could hear like popping and shit. But Ken Beverly didn't tap and then ended up winning a unanimous decision because he definitely did more damage, but he couldn't walk afterward. That's so stupid, though. <laughs> You're like, why? It's, that was pro, though, right? It was pro. There you go. That's money. How much money? It's worth it. How much? Is 500? Talk about right now. It's 500 is not worth a legendary. fucked up knee. You're crazy. <laughs> You're wild, bro. I would have tapped. That's where we have been getting an L. <laughs> That's like what separates it. me and you. You're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> you might have both your knees, bro, but like I'm built different, bro. <laughs> like I'll, I'll I might only be able to fight again. What if I tried years. telling Brandon that? You, you, I'm different between you and me is you're a loser. I wouldn't tap. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't tap, bro. I'm built different. <laughs> All right. The next fight, Harry Hunsucker knocked out. A rear naked choke, Tim Dunn. Harry Hunsucker. Yep. Brandon Campbell beat Bradley McGar. I think that was the last time Brandon Campbell fought. Corey Holbrook beat Trent Knott. Man, yep. I remember this. Nick Wells beat Eli Meffer. Jesse Romans knocked Jonathan Fugit out. That was a serious knockout. I mean, Jonathan Fugit was not like, (laughs) did not look like a, um, should have been in the cage, to be fair. There's a lot of people in some of these local promotions. Let's see that one. Let's see that one. All right, let's see. (laughs) I love seeing it too. Can we watch Jesse's walkout? The, okay, the we'll do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then the ball kick, and then we they were good. <laughs> good, yeah. Just play some the of the hits. Ball kick is the, my favorite. Play some of the hits. <laughs> play some of the hits. Play some of the hits. All right, you guys tell me. This is honestly one of the, my favorite parts of the uh, commentating the events. <laughs> it used to be like antics. this guy's gonna get fucked, and then you never know he might actually somehow win. win. Yeah, like yeah. when the rooster wins somehow. Oh, yeah, fuck the yeah. rooster. Yeah. Like, he's my fuck? favorite MMA fighter, by the way. It's the rooster. Yeah. He's one of the few people on the local MMA scene who's repeatedly declined requests for me to come on the show. Wow. He says that I need to talk to his agent. What did you do to him? You're just not good enough for him? I made, I made a, I shared some memes about him fighting against Daryl Ray, I think. Oh, did he lose? He, he's never fought him. He won't fight him. Oh. I think Daryl Ray, Jamel and I and Daryl Ray all talked. And I thought Daryl Ray sounds like he would um, at least grapple against. Look at this fucking goober, this turd. <laughs> Are you serious? You see what I'm saying, bro? That's why this I, is the camp. I get this so mad, bro. Gage is coming out of. I get so freaking like. When I hear people who are like, I'm an MMA fighter, I'm like, dude, look at this guy. You can't look like this and tell me you're an MMA fighter. You were like somebody's bait. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, look at me. I'm an MMA fighter. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, like, look at that. Like, man, I would probably knock him out. Oh, well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. This shouldn't be happening. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's about to get knocked out. Yeah, he probably is. Like, who who's the matchmaker for these things? Hard rock, but it's amateur fighting and it's a uh, heavyweight also. Yeah, so they're like they have to take what they can get. I mean, it's fun watching the. I love watching these. These are my favorites. <laughs> he's howling at the ceiling. He probably feels like he's in a movie. This it's, is a movie. This too. We're short. watching it. He's about to get <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> also, is there? 
What's the in the UFC? What's the limit at heavyweight? Two seventy five. Two sixty five. Two sixty five. Why is it so low? Mm. Because imagine boxing, being t- you're right, are there many people bigger than two ninety? Andy Ruiz Jr. is six foot two. He weighed in at two eighty three. That's for his most two. recent boxing match, and, and he's six foot two, so he's yeah. not that tall. Two eighty five is wrestling. Like I wrestled like some guys that are two. I feel like that's like how many three fifteeners would you have out there though? There's enough not. to make a division. No, no, no. But what? I, no, but the three fifteeners could cut to two eighty five. Is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but I'm saying if you can't make two sixty five, then shit. What are you two? The true something? answer should be there should be more weight classes. If you can fill the division out, uh, but 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 in theory, but, I mean, how, it may how be utopian. It may be like how many super heavyweight fights thought. have you seen that were like, man, these guys are really athletic. Every time I say, "Holy fuck!" I hope the cage super heavyweight trade. I remember also I've been to a couple events where a couple fat chicks got in there and beat the shit wow. out of each other. Oh yeah, we were that. we were yeah, watching yeah, yeah, the. Yeah. I've seen a couple oh, fat girls. Yeah. Yeah. What's her yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. We were watching the black girl, the bigger, and she was like a. Man, what's her name? She's football like a player. football Mac player. Truck. Mac Truck. Yeah, she was doing like double legs. On, she was fucking she people. She tackles everybody and beats them up. Yeah. That's I was awesome. like, dang. I would watch that. Yeah. Fuck sure. yeah. They yeah. put on some damn good fight. B2 puts on some fun fights sometimes. Yeah, you see this, bro? <laughs> he was howling when you were out of the room, bro. And he's the type of guy who yeah. tucks his, he has to tuck his stomach into his pants when he walks around. He's married to the ring car girl right there. No, he's not. <laughs> Wait, the fat guy is? <laughs> no. Not Jesse, but no. the other guy. Oh, I thought you were being serious. I was no. like, no way. Um, like, to be fair, Fugit has lost a lot of weight recently. Well, good for him. Yeah, I think a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, a couple hundred. His, his yeah, heart something crazy it. like that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, man. See, I, you probably think I'm such a mean person, but it's like, I'm not mean. It's just like, like I'm glad Mr. Fugit lost some weight because he would not have lived very much longer if he did. I agree, I agree. Like, have you ever heard Tom Segura speak about this? He's like, fat shaming is good. He got fat shamed. He used to be fat as fuck, and yeah. all his fans were taunting him, and he loved it. Now he's thin, and he looks great. Yeah, dude. It's what's the problem with that? Come on, be, don't be a bitch. Yeah, dude. For yeah, exactly. Because like you know, fat shaming might be the reason you live for twenty more years. Mm-hmm. Like if you lose that, not weight. only live twenty more years. Throughout those twenty year, more years, you feel way better, look better, won't feel like a bitch. Yeah, cake. That's a pretty pretty valuable too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But lots of people are just soft as fuck, and it's like. I don't know, man. You don't have to be the baddest mother- motherfucker out there. I'm not. No, bro. I'm not. I mean, None of us know, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like. But at least, like, push yourself. At least do something. Do something uncomfortable, dude. It makes life worth living, That's too. my one requirement for my kids is they all got to walk or they got to uh, exercise at least once every day. Yeah, that's, a, that's fair. That's yeah, super just, fair. Just once a day. Now, technically, they could take the bitches route and just go walk a few times, seven times around that little block. It's two miles. That would work. <laughs> That's kind of a weak way out. That's weak. That is weak. Yeah. They do it occasionally. Yeah, occasionally. Every they do have time. to exercise 100% of the time they're with me. Here we go. How's this going to go? <laughs> Leg kicks. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that dangerous half guard. Yeah. He's not looking for Beautiful the underhook. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm like, anytime I see someone not... I will say, like, when I watch the grappling and lots of these MMA fights, even with the, the pros, yeah. I'm like, whoa, this is horrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, when they get to the ground, I'm like, what the fuck? This or, is the gym the Gage trains at. And what? that, no, he's with Triple Crown on this one. I was going to say, and that's Pendered, but it's not. See, Look, this, that's me right there. 
Is that really you? Where? Yep, right here. Oh, there in the shade. Are you bald? I was completely bald, probably. Oh, that's awkward. I went through a phase, you know, skinhead. No. Yeah, you were, yeah, you're. I was with your... a couple. Um, oh, jeez. Couple far right wing extremist groups for a while, but yeah, you know, everybody goes through. A, everybody goes through a phase. Yeah, you know, we we all do, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. We all of us. Yeah, we've all been there. It's like, uh, yeah, this swastika. It actually means peace. <laughs> <laughs> it's like for your information. Is he throwing elbows? Why is he not beating the shit out of this guy right now? Also, is this a fair point to make? I'm not an MMA fighter, but if you're on top of a guy, what? Why wouldn't you mount them, hold their face, and then just? Punch That's what the I'm fuck saying. I see people get to mount all the time, and instead of like. I put my hand, I choke them, and then I punch the other hand. Because then if they go to grab, I can post. But you just have to punch to your hand because people try to move. But if you just have the hold of their face, you can just punch to your hand. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Like, Khabib did it to, uh, fuck, this Brazilian, Tiago Tavares in half guard. He grabs his face. And it's jarring. Who's grabs your fucking like his palm is on his mouth and he's just grabbing him and hammer fisting in his ear. Doesn't sound like. And it's it. if you do it to somebody in training, it's very unsettling. And they're yeah. like, "What the fuck?" And I, I like you know anything unsettling, it's effective. It's good. Yeah, Makes sense. My favorite choke is the smother choke. It's hilarious. So <laughs> Donald is like a hundred pounds lighter than me. Do you know who Donald is? I Donald, Evans? So. Donald Evans. I, I think I've seen the name. Uh, so he's he's fighting now. He's a blue belt, and uh, I think he has two fights. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite training. What's partners. his record? Two and zero. Two and zero. He was a really good. He was a really good wrestler too. Contender series. Where at? Uh, Doss High School. It was in Kentucky. He, he was pretty tough. He, he went wrestle. to Doss. I thought he went to PRP. Oh shit, PRP. Why did I say Doss? Lives sorry, by Donald. Him now. Yeah, sorry, Donald. Donald's didn't like, he, he even wrestle for PRP? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we have a lot of PRP. But he he wrestled for PRP. We're in PRP, so it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Quincy. Shout out to Quincy. Wrestled for PRP too. Yeah. I, I trained with him. Yeah, he but, got out the first round. You know this. Quincy. Quincy Quint, what's his last name? Brents, black dude. Yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, 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 I yeah. do know Quincy Brents. He wrestled at PRP a little bit. Yeah, man. Yeah, these PRP guys are tough. Yeah, yeah. But Donald is. Uh, it's funny because that's all I do to him is smother chokes. He's a hundred pounds lighter than me though, so I'm kind of an asshole. Be like, take down Ezekiel, but don't finish the Ezekiel. Just what, cover their mouth. What's the next request, Ben? Whenever, what, whoever he fights when he walks out and like his does the thing, and then he kicks him in the balls. I got to leave at 4.30, so I got 18 okay. minutes. Sounds good. 18 minutes till I got to head out the door. <clears throat> Go get beat up by some younger Tre- Trevor, Travis Hudson, people like that. Graham. Here we go. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I had never seen this guy before, uh, uh, Brandon. I had never it? seen him before. Ooh, I'm sitting there ooh. thinking, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? If you listen to the commentary, I'm saying shit like, oh, wow, this dancing looks very cool. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh my god He's a character <laughs> This is the same shit. guy we just watched Oh he's pretty good though right Now he is Yeah yeah he's To be now, uh, yeah. to be fair he's good now Yeah Yeah he's definitely good now <laughs> Oh shit He's just crazy Yeah <laughs> Oh my god Yeah 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 The Viking yeah. He, he, he lost He gained some weight back recently Is what he's made in a post mm-hmm. I got, He got pretty heavy again recently Not this heavy mm-hmm. This was 2017 This was February 2017 This heavyweight Yeah yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fucking heavyweights. Ooh, Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that walking in your back door, crawling. <laughs> and you know what's what funny is I think TC Shaw showed up to the event the day of this event, 
and didn't know who was going to fight. <laughs> and then he had to fight this. He had to, he had to get in there against, against Jesse. Did I tell you about when that guy came up and asked me if I was the rooster? Someone told me that. Someone else told me that <laughs> someone else had asked someone else if, it, if they were the rooster, too. I was, we were in Iowa, and uh, I'm standing there just standing on a mat, like a warm-up mat, and this guy <laughs> walks up to me in a Bellator shirt. He was like, hey, brother, are you, are you uh, the Rowdy Rooster? I was like, no, that's the Rowdy Rooster. And I point, and he goes, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, why are you here? And he's like, we have the same manager, and we were at the Bellator fight last night uh, c- cornering, you and can, they said, hey, come up here. So, yeah. You can fight with a shirt on? Yep. Yeah. That's so stupid. Put, take your shirt off, man. Be a warrior. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be embarrassed. I mean, you saw his, you saw, I mean, I'm guessing this guy's not a very good fighter. Actually, TC's pretty technical. I mean, uh, you know, he's not a, not saying he's a great pro or anything, but I mean, right, he's, okay. he knows how to throw a punch. Okay, so is this going to be a competitive match or is Jesse just going to kick It's a very guy? interesting match is what it is, right, Ben? I love the beginning. <laughs> they talk all this historic, shit. Historic. They're ready to beat I the I thought that it was other. like a pro wrestling gig. I thought both guys were in on it. <laughs> I was paranoid. And Even the they, ring car girls got on a one piece. What is this? Everybody's everybody's like laughing. It looked to me like TC was laughing too. Like they knew each other. Yeah. I was thinking, what the fuck? He's wearing basketball <laughs> He's got shorts. On fucking leggings. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Is, it, <laughs> is there not like a dress code for these things? Like you need I don't to be know. wearing <laughs> actual fight shorts. <laughs> I love Jesse. I love Jesse so much. Look at this. He has very long arms actually. He yeah. has like over an eighty inch reach. Oof. He's lost all this weight. And now he's six foot three with an eighty plus inch reach. Oh shit! And he's turned into being good. <laughs> like yeah, that's what I've heard of him actually. Yeah, it's like he's pretty. I heard he was pretty good. What's his pro record, Ben? I have no idea. Let me see. Has he made a pro debut? Oh yeah, in MMA. I thought so. I know he did kickboxing. I think he ended up beating some pretty. You know, he's one and zero pro MMA fighter. Who did he beat? Jesse Romans beat... Was it in Lexington? Tristan, Canada? Anthony Wilson via submission for Showcase MMA in round two, June 25th. Hands down, talking shit. What's going to happen? Oh, my God. (laughs) What's he do here? Watch, Brandon. He's going to set it up. Solid move here. This is an MMA lesson. He's flexing on him. You don't have to pay pay for this one. (laughs) This is an MMA lesson. Kick right in the dick. And dick shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) What's up, baby? (laughs) Set the tone. <laughs> oh, fuck. Is he DQ? You got to flex on him first and then do it. <laughs> right in the nuts, bro. I mean, it just, I and it wasn't, do, it wasn't, I, it wasn't, I to do this, but it wasn't even it an inside leg kick either. No, it was just it a was. straight up. Just, <laughs> <laughs> straight. Boom. That was a straight dick kick. Yeah. Him, God damn. What a horrible person. Yeah. I don't know that he consciously, maybe he was thinking he was going to teep him. Ben? Fuck. Maybe he was planning on lifting his leg up further and doing a push kick. I guess so. A lot of people do that. They don't pull the knee up all the way. Yeah. That's crazy. So how come this isn't automatically a DQ? Well, this is what I tell people. There, people don't play the game. If you're getting rocked and you're, you're about to lose, punch, your part, punch the fucking person in the balls. You get a free one. Okay. And then you get a second free one, and the third one's a point. I like gangster shit like that. If I have an MMA coach, BJ Ferguson, when Lance was losing to Adley Edwards, it was a three-round fight. They had agreed to do three-round even though it was title. Mm-hmm. Get up in there for <laughs> the BJ fourth. BJ was like, all right, everybody get back in. After the third round, Lance had lost the decision probably. Yeah. BJ convinced everybody. He's uh-huh. his coach. Yep. All right, get back in, fourth round. Everybody got back in. Ring, girl, ring car girls get in. 
And then the other fighter was like in his corner. They were like, yeah. what the fuck? They the got rest real of the mad. crowd was like, whoa, let him go. Yeah, because everybody <laughs> knew Lance. Everybody knew Lance. Yep. Lance is the hometown hero. This guy, Adley Edwards, came from North Carolina. Yep. Nobody knew him. And so he, they were pissed, but they didn't end up doing it. But the coach, my point is, I want a coach that's willing to cheat. What do you think of that? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Why not? Yeah, me okay. and Harry Huntsucker talked about this the other night. I told you, if me and uh, grab their fucking gloves, do what you want. If me and Gordon and I ever have a match, I'm gonna have a knife in the back of my pants. <laughs> Shank them. <laughs> you're just rolling. You get look. You get into a tight half guard. You pull the knife out. You cover the. You, you, I've thought about that. And then you shank them a couple of times, and you hide the knife. And you're viral. like, I don't know what happened. He's you start bleeding. saying, "Why is he bleeding? He's yeah. a bitch." Yeah, what a pussy. <laughs> is my path guard pressure that like that that intense? What kind of bitch? Yeah. He starts bleeding. <laughs> what, what is he rolling? Look, he, <laughs> Jesse's moving. Is this how I should do head movement, guys? I feel like somebody else gets kicked in the balls immediately. I Am I wrong? what happens. I, I feel like he kicks him in the balls. Dude, kicks just look so painful. They can fuck you up, man. Like yeah. I'm saying, my shin right now is fucked. I didn't realize how, this happened a month ago or mm-hmm. like three weeks ago. And it's still fucked. It's even worse, I think. Yeah, me and Chewy I get was... someone throwing an inside th- uh, shin kick now, mm. and I'm like, ah, I can't even do it. Yeah, it just makes you want to... Yeah, me and Chewy were wrestling the, a couple weeks ago, and I did like a foot sweep on him, but the foot sweep, the foot sweep failed because he kept his foot down. So instead, we just went straight shin, shin to shin. shin. <laughs> and I still have a bruise on this leg. Okay. And he still has his bruise. It's been weeks. And it's like not as bad as it was at first, but you could still touch it. I'm just like, fuck. He's talking shit. He's yelling at the crowd. This guy doesn't. This guy on bottom doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Look at this. It's the best camera footage too. The best. The best part of my four years as the commentator was every fight was uploaded to YouTube, and they let us talk a lot extra. Back yeah. now, like before, they let us talk for five minutes while you're walking to the ring, talk about your teammates, talk about all this shit. Now it's just like B2 fighting series. It starts right when the first bell mm-hmm. rings. <laughs> this this is the heyday. How come he didn't finish that? Oh, well, he, why didn't he close his guard up to finish the guillotine instead of just like... And now he's trying to reach back for the guillotine, but he's in half guard. Does this guy... Man, I don't want to talk shit, but yeah, maybe he should get better at jujitsu. But also, who knows? When was this? 87 or something? UFC or um, Hard Rock 87 or something? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like 87. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty memorable evening for me. Really? <laughs> Why is that? I think Lance fought, fought on this. I had just started doing the commentary full time at that point. And Lance, my teammate, was fighting. He was the main event. Mm. Um, so I get to, it's cool. It's cool being a part of someone's fight camp. It is. Mm-hmm. That's cool as shit. It is pretty, it does seem like it'd be cool. I've not been a part of anyone's fight camp yet. Really? But hopefully one day someone... Okay, yeah. Imagine even if, if Brandon just gets a little bit of striking. Him and Emilio. And then you time for you to do some MMA rounds. <laughs> You'd be pretty valuable for a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's like one of those things where it's like now it's like I have good coaches, so I'm just going to keep training. And hopefully in like a year from now I can go As long as you got some. people who, who aren't like going to just try to just knock you out or yeah, something. Yeah, dude, shit, I, would be pr- I would be happy to hopefully like if I get... Decent enough, get a couple of fights, then stop fighting, and then just become like a professional practice partner for like some UFC fighters. That'd that be doesn't. Cool. I bet mean, for heavyweights, you'd probably be valuable for that. That's right? what I mean. Yeah, it's like because I have good wrestling, I have good jujitsu. Yeah, especially compared to fucking some of the turds and like <laughs> even in the UFC, where I'm like I probably wouldn't win anything. Not that I would want to necessarily. But it'd be good money to just be a good practice partner. Mm-hmm. Like if John- Timothy Moten at a core combat sports 
the boxer, okay. he got flown to England to help Anthony Joshua prepare for his rematch with Andy Ruiz. He got paid. I forget the details. I think he told me at one point, but 100000 or something, 80000 What? Yeah. Those boxing camps are like fucking big deal. That's what I mean. Like, if John Jones ever called me, I was but, like, Brandon, I need shit. MMA is not as Let's big go. of a business, though. It's really? boxing. Boxing is a different animal. They flew him to England for like a month. See, that sucks because I'm not ever going to be good enough at boxing for that to happen. Yeah. So, but it, even if I... But if, there is this a niche, I would think, for what you're describing. Exactly. Yeah. I think there is a niche because uh, bigger guys, like, who was it? Uh, it was Cyril Gaon. He could use wrestling with you a lot. Yeah, he he paid Nicky Rod to come out and do... Okay. Help him with, and I was like, well, that didn't pay off. It's like, come on, bring a real wrestler. They're like, let me in there, man. You should start taunting them for that decision after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Should have hired me. Yeah, bro. Should what the fuck? Like, yeah. Well, guys, I think we're gonna wrap up the episode. Any plugs? Anything you guys want to mention? Uh, no. Just follow me on Instagram, I guess. And Brandon Reed Three X. Ben Fowler. Shout out the Derby City Crew. Fight Coach Fowler. Uh, we got big fights this weekend in uh, Covington's. Come out and see it. Yes. Good stuff. Well, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Of course, we'll have another episode out soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, we will have another episode out soon.